all based on um, a mythological story where someone or something dies. So they all kind of go together in like one, um, just like, you know, big series of paintings. So it's called Gilded Ghosts because all of them are obviously, you know, no longer. So they're dead. So they're ghosts. And then um, I put gilding in every one of them. So this one, I know you can probably see the blue tape, but I'll take the tape off and then add in the color gilding that I want at the end. So that's kind of my process with those. So I paint the whole thing first and then decide at the end what kind of gilding I want to add on it, whether it's gold or copper or silver. Sometimes you can get variegated leaf um, from different places that looks, you know, really rad. And some of it is just kind of like plain. So it really depends on what, you know, how I feel about the painting at the end of it before I add on the gilding colors. So, but um, this one's pan and um, I'm going to do another big one after this one. I'm going to do cryon. So he's going to be the one he uh, shot himself with his own poison arrow. So that'll be the next one I'm going to work on after this one. What you got, what got you interested in that kind of stuff? Um, well, when I was in college, I went to college for, well, I have a master's degree as well in like organizational leadership. But when I started college, I started with art and then I also have a criminal justice degree. So I think that kind of like, and I loved to read. So I loved like mythology class. I'm like reading about true crime and reading about the criminal justice system. And, you know, it was kind of like, it was my love for like art and literature pulled it together, I think. So, cause one of my very favorite classes and very favorite things I've ever researched is just mythology and the backstory where we get all of these, you know, gods and goddesses and how they lived and, you know, what they did, their wrath and, you know, all these stories like Odysseus and, you know, how he, uh, you know, sailed and met the sirens and then overcame the sirens and that no other man has ever done. I just think those like fantastical stories are really like great, just like for everybody's imagination. And you can kind of take it and run, you know, because, you know, it's just passed down stories from generation to generation. You kind of you know, get to put your own spin on it sometimes too. So, yeah, I was, uh, when I was in high school, I paid, um, somebody do my, one of my papers for me. Cause I mean, I didn't want to do it. And I was just like, <laughs> and this girl was really, really smart. Like you kind of, like you are, you know? And like, I was like, Hey, um, I need, I need some help with my paper. And she was like, I'll do it for 50 bucks. Oh, nice. I was like, nice. Nice. I was like, Say let okay whatever say less, <laughs> yeah and she goes because we we were in the same class and she's like how much of the grade is this paper going to be for you that's how good I'm have to you know that's how I'm gonna have to write it the way she's gonna think it's you and I was like well right. put a bunch of spell make it re- I mean make it really bad and that way she knows it's me <laughs> writing it okay why would you just do it yourself if you're gonna pay fifty bucks no because like I mean, that's it, fair it, no well it was so it was like seven it had to be seven pages and the teacher told me. Hey, look, you're failing the class, do a decent paper and I'll pass you. And I was like, okay. shit. Okay. And that's when I, that's when I started talking to that girl. I forget what her name is. It's all, I can, I can picture her, but I just can't remember her name. And like, she was like, um, I can only write this like one way, like, but I'll make it like very simple. Is that what you're meaning? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude like that. Like, you know, like have a couple of run on sentences in there because this was like we had to like turn in a proof and then you know the teacher will put like marks on it what us for us to fix and stuff and like yeah and it was it was on uh greek mythology and she picked like two characters that she was really popular she knew really well already you know and then boom yeah. it was done i was like sweet so what was the grade you got i got a b on the paper Ooh, nice so 
I mean, well, I mean it, she she wrote it so I would she wouldn't raise suspicions, right? Right, right. And then the teacher did. The so teacher you were like an F level student. Like no, no, no. I wasn't like, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know, uh, no, I wasn't like that bad. But this class, I just couldn't focus ever. It was like right after lunch, I was all stuffed and stuff. You know, like I, it seems like that's carried on into your adulthood. I don't think it was a class. But. No, but like just do this for me, please. And you know, the I'll teacher, the teacher just kind of what she was like. You know, she had suspicion. She's like, hmm, I wonder who did this paper for him. And you know. um, so she, 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 she called me in the class and one day she was like, Hey, come look, come see me when you get done. We get in the class. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking, man, I got four more days till the school's out. She better please not bring up his paper. And she was like, so who helped you with your paper? I mean, it was great. I'm, I'm glad you asked for somebody for help, you know, but like, I was like, Oh, my brother, you know, my brothers are both in college. <laughs> and, um, and he was, she was like, okay, okay. I was making, you know, because if you really put the effort into this, it's great, but I'm glad you asked for help instead of just failing my class. I was like, oh yeah, I wasn't, I didn't want to fail. You know, I can't, I can't take a failing grade home. And this is, and this was back in the day where your report card, you know, was like on a, I can't even remember how they came. Like it wasn't online. Like the kids have it now and stuff like that. Oh so yeah. You could it was always, like the paper. That's exactly how I got it. I, both my teachers were parents too. Well, I'm sorry. Both my parents were teachers too. And they absolutely like were looking for the report card. They're like, just bring me the piece of paper. I know what it is. Like, so we couldn't ever <laughs> fake it either. So yeah. I had to, you know, they knew all the teachers. I couldn't fake it. So I had to actually like, you know, read and, and do the work. So I totally get it though. Cause that pressure is like, oh, I have to do great in school, you know? So how was it oh. living with having both parents as teachers? Like, were they, were they really strict on you and stuff with school? Um, I th- for school, I want to say they kind of were, but not, I wouldn't say so strict that like I was grounded if I made, you know, a bad grade. I typically got A's and B's. Um, but I think that school for me, well, knock on wood, but I've always enjoyed school. <laughs> like I know a lot of people like did not like school. I just learned better in an environment like that. So like when I went to, um, to college, I think college was a better school experience for everybody rather than high school. Um, I, I feel like sometimes it is, but it was for me. And it was just, I enjoyed it so much because you get to actually learn about what you want to learn about. I think that's why college is great. It's because you get to pick, like you could pick a major or whatever, but if you're not happy with that halfway through, you could just say, I, I don't want to do this and then switch it. So then you can actually find something you're interested in and actually do that. And I think that's a reason why, I really loved going and majoring in art because it gave me an opportunity to, you know, do different types of art that I hadn't actually got to try yet, like jewelry making. I'm not great at that, but I took a class and Godspeed to all the jewelry makers because it's not for me. But like, you know, same thing, I think, for people. But I just loved uh, I think maybe it's because my love for reading always came so easy. So I've been reading for a long time and school was like easier for me, I guess, because, you know, I did have the parents though, that were like, sit down and do your homework right after school, have to have your homework done before you do anything else. Right. So any homework I had to do, I had to have that done. So as far as being strict, that was probably the strictest it was. And, you know, if I, I never really failed a test, I don't think I thought I do. I think I actually may have failed a test in college for probability and statistics because that class was complete bullshit, by the way. <laughs> like, I took that I class. I could not get it. I could not understand it. I took like three different, I was like three different teachers, three different times. I was like, I don't get it. I finally made a C and I was like, I'm, it's fine. I don't care. It's fine. I made a C. <clears throat> our, my, my teacher in that class. So he didn't give us our first test until after the drop date, you know, and yeah. literally everybody 
but like one girl failed the test like really bad. And uh, he was like, well, what happened on the test? He's, we, and so uh, he, he's got going around the room just asking random people. And I go, man, the stuff we do in the computer lab and what, what was on the test is completely. It's not, it's not the same. It was not like, the same. Like the, the same computer same. lab, we just like, keep on hitting what? buttons. So like we get it right and it's over with. And, and exactly the same, yeah. And he was like, well, uh, you know, this might be my fault because y'all can't drop the class now because it's past the drop date. But how about this? The next two tests will be group tests. Right. And we were like, okay, whatever. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. And, and we all work together. Yeah. So we all just did. He gave us one test and we gave it to this really smart girl. And she did the, she pretty much did it the whole uh, period. And we just sat back and, you know, hey, do you need any help? Do you need any help? And she's like, no, I got it. I got it. So perfect. See, that's yeah. what you always want to look for. Yeah. You got to have like, because I was never great at math. I was never great at math. Um, But I did love like literature and, Art, like all the artsy classes I loved, obviously. So, but yeah, college was, uh, college was fun for me. I'm glad that I went to art school. I know a lot of people have their own, you know, opinions about art school. I think, I don't think you have to go to art school to be an artist though. So I don't think that's a, that's a necessity. I think some people have their own opinion and, and they think that, but I don't, but I loved art school just because it gave me an opportunity to like learn new things, different things that I hadn't necessarily gotten to do. And maybe you like learn a new type of art that you want to do. So, um, but yeah, th- that's another reason that I loved uh, like criminal justice. I had no idea I was going to love like true crime and criminal justice that much until I went to college. And I took one as an elective. I took a class as an elective and I was like, my God, I like really love this. I feel like I, could, <laughs> I feel like I could do this too. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you kind of like switch your, switch your brain. And then, you know, my brain went around the whole, like, well, some crime is art and art is crime. And, you know, so you can like kind of tile those things together. And, but like looking at it from, you know, perspective, like looking back, I'm really happy that I had the experiences that I did. Um, but going to school, I know school is different for everybody. So you yeah. never know though. You never know what you're going to learn and what you're going to find that you love. Yeah. High school is just, it's just set up like <clears throat> so archaic still the way, you know, you have these classes you have to take, you have this, you have to take, but like, I think they need to bring back like, where they teach people how to do like, if they want to do like <clears throat> electrician, Skills. they can start having yeah. that, you know, like in, in the school where, Hey, if you don't, you know, after high school, you've already got a couple classes ahead on this program, Absolutely. just jump right into it, you know, instead of, Oh, you know, because I know, I know, I know it's all about the kickback from like the government, probably like if you how many kids you get into like university or college or whatever. Right. And then like, mm-hmm. it probably looks better. Oh, 99.2% of our graduating class went, on to do great education, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And like, but like, I think the skills is where it's at. Cause my buddy, Terry, man, he can't even, he's begging like plumbers to come work for him. Like he's paying, he's trying to pay like 30, $40 an hour right now. And he's just like, they can't find anybody to do it because nobody wants to do that kind of work anymore. Right. Yeah. So like the trades, you know, have like, you know, the trades like electrician and welding and all of that stuff. I think that's, I think that they should absolutely offer that. So Cause I mean, we have artists that are welders that do like crazy sculptures and stuff out of, you know, welding. And I think that's amazing. So I follow one on uh, Instagram. I think she's Barbie, the welder. She like creates these crazy sculptures and I just love to see them. She's like creating monstrosities of just the most interesting things I've ever seen. So, I mean, I think that there's all, there's always a need for that stuff. So they should absolutely have more classes like that. Yeah, because the kid that might not be good at math and 
English or whatever, right? That he has to take. Yeah. If he could just, hey, I want to, I want to try that, and he, and then boom, there he goes. He didn't drop out, and you know, whatever, and now he's got a great right. career. But yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. What do I, I know? You know, like the, <laughs> the common sense stuff that they should be teaching us. They don't teach us. Like, you know, you always see those memes like, yeah, you should, you know, I wish they would teach banking, credit and that kind of right. stuff in school. Instead I wish of, they teach us to do our taxes instead of like, yeah, exactly. you know, like, I, like I've used this geometry like zero times in my life. Like, could you have taught me how to do my taxes or maybe like start my own business or like start, you know, teach me something that I actually need, like instead of stuff that. You know, it's just like unnecessary that you really aren't going to use unless you're going to do something specific. Like, yeah, and th- and that's what's great with social media now because you can learn. You know, like I used to go to Tony, hey Tony, can you do this for me? He's like, no, dude. Like, go to YouTube, bro. Like, just fucking try. You don't even. Tr- yeah. All right, whatever, man. Whatever, and then I'll fucking pout and go and try to figure it out, and I'll come back like two hours later. He's, Did you figure it out? I was like, no, I gave up. <laughs> yeah, no, YouTube, YouTube is great though. YouTube, you can really learn how to do anything on there. It's crazy. You can be like, how do I take my engine apart on my car? And it's just like the craziest stuff will come up and you're like, wow, they're really going to teach me how to do this for, for free. Like, it's really crazy. The stuff that you can find on there. So yeah, yeah, like my neighbor, somebody ran a red light and hit his truck and he was taking his bumper off and, I, and on like in his garage, he had like um, his iPad and it was, oh, it was on YouTube to like how to, repl- how to take off some like parts of his engine and stuff like that i was just like damn yeah it's like it's insane the stuff that you can find on the internet and it's always it's like it's there for free a lot of the times so it's good though i think it's good for people to find out and realize you know hey i don't always have to pay an enormous amount of money to be educated on something you know because i think knowledge is power and i think that you know it's it's good to share your knowledge with people and i try I think in the art world a lot too, that comes like the knowledge is power. Everybody's like some people gatekeep a lot of stuff in art. And I'm like, I'm not that person. Like, if you want to know how I do something, I'll tell you, I don't care. Like, it's like, I don't know why people get so like, they're like coveted. They like, don't want to like, Oh no, no, you can't ever know how I do this or like how I mix paint or what this, what my process is and all this stuff. And it's really hard for me to get on board with that because, you know, I think everybody should be able to, you know, try if they want to try or do it if they want to do it. You know? Yeah, and that's great that you share because I was watching this one thing. Uh, this is like a couple of years ago, where it's, it's, it's a magician, and he got pissed because somebody wouldn't show him how to do a certain trick, right? That he could never perfect it. And the guy that was the best at it was like, "I can't share it with you. I'm sorry." And he goes, "You know what? I'm gonna create." And NBC actually had the show on like net and like primetime TV, like channel time, and. He he's like world's magic exposed and he would in each episode or whatever, he would do two tricks and then show and like exactly show everybody. and show That's the awesome. world. And dude, they try to find out who the guy was and they try to kill him and stuff. Right. Really? Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, I feel like I vaguely remember this and they didn't show his face. Yeah. I remember like, he had like a black mask. Yeah. 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 Black mask, yeah. But he was like, show it. I remember this because I remember watching some of those of being like, oh, he's going to, David Blaine's going to have a meltdown. Somebody, <laughs> somebody <laughs> get, get on him real fast because like somebody's going to get in trouble for this. But no, I, t- I didn't realize that it was like that serious. But yeah, I did. I do remember that TV show because that was big when like Chris Angel was big. Yeah. And, like, and David Blaine was big and that was all happening there. And it was like this new, like, 
you know, thing where everybody wants to be more extreme and more extreme. But I do. I think I remember that show. I don't know who that. Did they ever say who that guy was? No, was, uh, maybe he maybe. Secrets? Yeah, maybe he finally to, came out. But like, yeah, like I was that was to, like, I have to look at that. I was like, man, mind blown, you know, like, oh, my God, right? it's so simple. I'm either so dumb or they just did it so well that I never knew. <laughs> it's kind of like when you watch like David Blaine's videos on like YouTube or something like that or Chris Angel's and they do like the cards and stuff, you know? Yeah. They're usually not doing it in front of other performers. They're usually doing it in front of like this, like people walking around the street, like Santa Monica Pier or something like that. You know, like right. it's just normal people. Yeah, like you know, normal yeah, yeah, like if you did, that's what I want to see. Like, how would they like be able to con- fool or convince or misdirect like people that in the industry that do that? Also, like, would right. it still be as cool, or like you know, like would it not be as cool? Right, I totally get it. So, but I was, I remember, I don't like. I try not to watch a lot of TV, but I do like to watch like old TV shows that I used to watch, like on repeat, like the X-Files and stuff like that to have in the background. But I do remember that TV show, but I don't watch a lot of the new like real reality TV stuff. Like I'm not, I'm just not big into that for whatever reason, but I got like five series that I'm, that I watch right now that are like, I'm halfway through like a couple of them, like, um, the game of Thrones one, house of the dragon, uh, dragon. I'm watching that one too. I just want to binge on it. So I watched the first episode. Now I'm just going to binge the rest of them when it's finally over. Yeah. Today's oh wait, it's the last episode tonight, right? Uh, is it tonight? Or t- oh, is it Monday? I can't remember. I've only on. I've only watched the first two episodes, and I do the same thing that you do. Yeah, so that's what I do. I binge. So I like want to sit down. <laughs> I want to see all of it at once. Like you've given this to me now as a gift. I feel like Netflix has given it as a gift, and now I feel that's just how I need it. I need to be. I need to binge watch everything. Yeah, because so they try to do, do that all at one time. Yeah, they try to do that with Cobra Kai. Like when they released, they would they released like one, and then they would did one another the next week. Like Disney Plus does with their shows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, fuck you. I'm just gonna watch it to the end. That's <laughs> I would watch. If I want to watch all ten in one weekend, I'm gonna watch all or one day, you know. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna as soon as the House of the Dragon is over, I'm gonna binge that whole thing in the whole thing, the whole yeah. like next weekend or something like or whatever it ends. Yeah. I really try to be good about not looking at spoilers too. Like if somebody posts something, I'm like, nope, skip. I'm like, no, I have to skip it so I don't like ruin it because I want to watch for myself. But I also feel like I'm behind when I do that. But I do. I am liking it. I am liking House of the Dragon so far. Now it was really hard to I do that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I just said I haven't been disappointed yet. Yeah. It, it was it, it was hard to do that with Game of Thrones. Like, I didn't watch the eight, the last season until it was completely over because I wanted to do it all in one, like, afternoon or day or whatever. And, like, I kept on seeing these memes. I'm like, fuck, man, you know? And then, like, right. so then I just didn't go on social media for, like, when the last episode a- ended, you know? Or when she kills, when Aya kills the Night King. Like, right. I didn't watch any, I didn't get on social media or anything. Because I, right. so like, I, I knew, I knew it was gonna gonna going to be a meme or something, you know, or yeah. it's going to ruin it for me. So I didn't watch it. Yeah, you really have to like watch social media, especially if you're trying to watch, like, you know, try not to be not ruin anything. I guess. Try yeah, not to, Tony. Know, Tony, Tony, Tony goes. I think I thought they were just joking at the end. <laughs> it was a weird. He was shaking his head. He was like, "I'm over it." I, was like, I can't believe they did that to me. I feel betrayed. <laughs> it was just like I thought it was like a a spoof reel. Where they were sitting at the table, it just didn't seem real. Like that was right, the right. It really did. It did kind of seem like a spoof reel. Good call. And you know, people put those together all the time because you yeah. like see them. And I'm like, is this real, um, or did somebody just like you know edit this accordingly? So you never know. But but I guess I haven't watched the new thing. But I guess they're trying to make up for it. Maybe they're like, um, yeah, we got a lot of backlash, so here's this. Or they just want more money. It's probably a little too. bit of both. Well, you know, they probably also both. got absolutely both. 
They also got um, a show called Snow, which you know goes with Jon Snow. Jon Snow, and that's in production right now. That's supposed to air like February twenty four or something like that. Yeah, and they just came out with on Amazon Prime. They came out the new uh, Lord of the Rings. Have you watched like that the, yet? I have not. I have it. I have it noted that it's a thing that's happening, but like I haven't watched any of it. Not one episode yet. So. Yeah, like I'll see memes about that on Facebook and stuff. I'm like, I don't. Like, I'm glad I don't haven't seen any of it because I have no idea what they're talking about, kind of thing, right. you know. Right. But man, Amazon they they spent a billion dollars on the first se- first season. Oh wow! A billion. Yeah. Like the first That's, two episodes were like 250 million each or something like that. I can't even fathom that amount of money. Like, I can't even fathom. Yeah, like they were ma- they're spending. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like one, how the fuck is it so expensive? Right. You know, like it's a computer making the graphics. And I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you have to pay the people to do that work, you know, and that's expensive. But like, how many hours are they billing? You know, I don't like, know. They're probably like thousands and thousands of hours of billing. And I don't, and I'm sure the CGI is like insane because CGI just keeps getting better, I think, you know, when they do, as opposed to like the very first CGI movies. I still love to go back and watch like, you know, all of those movies that were like the very first CGI movies. And you're like, Oh, it's so great. Cause you know, you didn't have anything to compare it to, but like, yeah. you know, like things progress and like, you know, the art progresses and you know, the movies progress and all this. It's just great. Like it's, it just gets better and better. Like video games, video game progression. I love video games. I will play them all day long. I'm like baffled by the way the art has gone in all video games. Like I used to play doom uh, mm-hmm. when it came out for as a PC game. I'll never forget this. I got, my dad was one of the first, he got a computer and we got the internet in our house. We were one of the first people because I'm from a very small town and we were one of the first people to get um, the internet was dial up internet. So my dad had to get a separate phone line. So he didn't, you know, wasn't on the internet and blocking the phone, <laughs> the regular phone in the house because, you know, they were both school teachers. So if something happens, like you have to be able to get a hold of the teacher, like if you have bus duty or if somebody's out and you need a substitute, you know, all these things were happening. So he had to get a separate phone line and he got a computer to do his PhD and master's degree to like, you know, do research and stuff. And the PC came with Doom, the game Doom. And it was like the real, it looked like Minecraft does now, right? Yeah. Like I see Minecraft now and it <laughs> looks just like Minecraft. And I remember my brother and I, we would, literally beat the shit out of each other for the keyboard to play doom because we were obsessed with like this, you know, cause like the Nintendo's had come out and Mario was big and we had an Atari and had a Sega Genesis, you know, we were obsessed with this doom game and then, and it was by Bethesda softworks. And so just the progression of watching the art from like this Minecraft stuff that's now coming back and then looking at it now, it looks like, it looks like a movie. It's ridiculous. Like a, put like differentiation on the screen. I'm like, it looks like it's real. It's real next to what we used to play. So that's like really visually crazy for me because as an artist, I'm a very visual person and I'm like, I just can't believe the progression. You can like watch it happen in real time. It's just yeah. crazy. Like I play, so um, I play red dead, you know, and I love red dead. It's great. And it's I, great I found game. a video on reels and I thought it was from the game, but it was actually somebody out there in nature doing that. Like, doing it like for real for real yeah so i was like holy shit I'll, I'll look for it and i'll send it to you oh I'll, please I'll, do because I'll, that game is insanity rockstar did oh my god like it was it's so deep it was great it's just yeah a, a great game it was beautifully done beautifully made um i think fallout 4 also 
beautifully done game of the year skyrim oh my god i could just go on forever with yeah these, like, like the progression gr- of art in all these games that i'm just obsessed with like <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's amazing because like i remember playing mario one on nes right and he was pixelated mm-hmm. mario's like this big you know and you like you just side scrolling and then mm-hmm. like it just got better each each uh console jump was better and better and better and, and now better. now when i'm playing a game i'm like this is so fucking unreal. Like how it really, it really you know, is unreal to like the sports games look like you're actually as at a sports game. Like it looks like it's actually being recorded on TV. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I would like see the progression of that. Yeah. Especially Madden. Like I love when like somebody like a great player would retire, like a player that's been in the NFL long, like a long time or like a basketball player. They'll, they'll put like their first, appearance in a, in a video game to that last and the first yeah. one is like nothing but a pixel like you can't even tell it you know and the last one is like you can see sweat coming down his face as he's shooting and stuff i'm like god bless man this is so amazing it really is do you do any work like that like what is I that would, you know i to be honest with you when i started doing i mean i've always been an artist since i was little i've you know got paintings and drawings and stuff my mom like framed that she was like you always wanted to draw that's what you've always done and you know at the time I think when you're like going to college and stuff you're looking for careers and that wasn't really something that was big at the time and a lot of that I think was coding as well and which is more prominent now than it was because I got out of college in 2004 so like it's a long time ago (laughs) like I got out of college in 2004 I graduated with my uh, bachelor's so just the progression of everything and to be honest with you, I just honestly had no idea how to jump into something like that. So, but to say that I wouldn't want to do it would be a lie because that would be a banging job. But, you know, also as an artist, you kind of look at it like you kind of lose a little bit of creative freedom when you start working and doing stuff like that. Cause then you're kind of, you know, trying to, you know, you have to uphold the image that's already set in stone, really. So you've really got to hone your skills as far as like what they want to see you know, video games or cartoons or anything like that. So unless you're like creating something from scratch and they just hire you and they're like, we love this, make it a, you know, make it a web cartoon, make it a webtoon or make it a, you know, comic book or something like that. Then, <laughs> Yeah. It's but like, I think that's really hard to break into. I think, I think you've really got to have some, you've got to have a great portfolio and you've got to really have like insider knowledge in order to get in. I and, think. and it's kind of like what you just said, like, you're, you're, you make a badass Mario, right? Mario game. Right. It's, this game is awesome, but right. it's just a little too different from what everyone plays already. Redo right. it. Thank you for the hard work. You know, just completely redo right. it. You know, fuck all the hours you dedicate your life to for this for us. But, you know, right. but like, because it is, yeah, it is hard because you're like, you lose a little bit of your creative freedom and then it's kind of like it becomes a job instead of becoming, you know, fulfilling as a, that's what you're doing. But I think that would be a, a, an amazing job. I think that would be so much fun to like create video games or, you know, in anything, any kind of like CGI, like create a character that like gets to become real life, like in front of your eyes, you know, whether it's in a comic or a, a webtoon or, you know, a video game, just make your own video game, anything. So but I love to watch the progression of that. So. Well, it's kind of like how um Stan, I'm not sorry. Um, Todd McFarlane did with small, like image comics. He got tired of working at Marvel because they were limiting what he could do. Mm -hmm. And uh, he finally was like, man, I forget the other guy's name. He he worked on Spider-Man with Todd McFarlane. Um, 
is it Stan? Not 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 like the Stanley that created everything, but like I, I think he's art. The artist's name is Stanley also. But um, they they went left Marvel and created Image, and yeah. and the first one they worked on together was uh, Spawn because Todd McFarlane had the idea for Spawn a long time ago, and Marvel mm-hmm. wouldn't pull it pull the trigger on it for him or something like that. Yeah, Image Comics did one of my very favorite comics um, by Scotty. Um, why am I forgetting his last name? He actually grew up in the same area I grew up, but um, it's called I Hate Fairyland, and um, it was about this little. A uh, girl who got trapped in fairyland and she didn't want to be there. And so she was like trying to get out and get home, but uh, you know, well, I'm not going to give it away. So you all can read it, but it's a great, it was, it was such a great series. I loved it called I hate fairyland. And, you know, I just love it when like image, Com- image comics does some great comics. Mm-hmm. I, I really like them. Dark horse comics does great stuff too. I love going to comic cons. You find so many artists there. They're just phenomenal. You just find so many things at a comic con. People we, like really underestimate a comic con. I think they need to go. <laughs> we had <laughs> one. We had one last week or two weeks ago here in Memphis. Um, mm-hmm. But it was the day my uh, my buddy was getting married, so I couldn't go because I really. It's it's a really it's like a pretty big one, but the biggest one in the state here in Tennessee is um, the one they do in Nashville. Like it's mm-hmm. it's insane. It's not. I don't think it's compared to like San Diego con or anything like that. You know the yeah, ones out there. That's the big big one. But like it's like pretty legit. Yeah. But you you there, Tony? I'm just listening. <laughs> oh, I thought he was getting ready to say something, so I was stopping. I That's what I, I was like, what? I was like, Tony's so quiet. I feel like I'm like. I don't know I'm anything just... about like comic books or video. I don't do video games, so I didn't have any. Oh, really? To you don't play about... any, like, no sports video games or anything? I don't even watch sports. Nope. Oh. He, uh, well, cool. he, you don't have to. He, he does sports play. aren't my thing either, so I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess sports aren't my thing either, so that's fine. <laughs> I watched this clip on YouTube the other, or on Instagram real the other day, and it was uh, on Jeopardy. And all the questions, one of the things was um, NFL penalties, and they were like uh, football penalties for five hundred or four hundred, and they were called. None of them knew the answers to any of the sports categories. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. that's like, hey, now you know there's a need, so somebody needs to be there. It's like, you know, you need to have the answers to those things too. So, I. Yeah, I would have got. What they're going to ask? I would have got O for O on that one. Zero, zero points. Sorry. And I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, how do these really smart ass like these people are smart as fuck? That's right on Jeopardy, right? Right. I'm like, how did they not know that? Like, I'm just thinking, but then I don't know like the simple two hundred dollar question, you know, on like something else, you know, like, but like, I'm just thinking like, I guess they just, you know, they're smart. They don't spend time with. Bullshit. Like sports or anything. Yeah. I don't know the sports because they're like actually reading, you know, the entire encyclopedia on like one thing. It's <laughs> yeah. the most random question ever. Like, what fungus grows in, you know, this only part of the mountain? And you're like, what? Like, who would know that? And they're all doing this. <laughs> and they're, they're trying they're to get like, the answer. Yeah. answer. They're like, how many points is a touchdown worth? And everybody's like, silent. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, what? I have no idea. Like, who knows? But. I totally get it. Did you watch the Dahmer show? I did watch the Dahmer show. Actually, I just finished it up. What did you think that about was, it? Um, that was a heavy show. Evan Peters is like, I'm going to talk about him like I know him. I don't know that <laughs> guy, but my God, like he, he just plays the best bad guy. I don't even know what else to say. There's just some people that play a great bad guy and he just knows how to do it. And the fact that he 
I've watched a lot of, you know, crime documentaries on, and like, I've actually listened to the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes and like, you know, they do all these true crime things on TV and he, his mannerisms in that. And then the, the way that he, like, they had him on tape in real life, like seeing all the old video of him in court and stuff and being interviewed on TV, the actual Jeffrey Dahmer, and then seeing Evan Peters do it. I was like, this is so creepy because you've literally looked just like him. It's the creepiest thing I've, I ever saw. So like I had to take timeouts watching it because I was like, it's too close to reality for me. But they did a good job. I think they did a great job. What would you have right. done you if you were the it? neighbor? I watched it. I don't think he's watched it yet. So what happened with the neighbor? Like, could you smell like the? Yeah, people? she was complaining oh, all the time about the smell. Okay, so I mean, the people in the fridge, I'm assuming, right? Just the oh, yeah. stench of dead bodies. Yeah. Death oh, so period. the bodies were in the house though. Like he didn't get rid oh, of them. Yeah. Oh, he, would yeah, he kept parts. He would have. He had like a fifty-five barrel drum in his bedroom. Yes. Um, there I can't was even like, imagine. I can't imagine the stench. I just can't. Yeah. Then he imagine. took one guy back to the house. This was the guy that got away, and mm-hmm. there was like a blood stain on the mattress from his boyfriend that he had killed. Oh, it's just like, dude, it was man, insanity. He's a wild yeah, boy, man. That poor woman, I, the whole time I was like, I think they did an interview with her a long, long time ago. I may have seen that. Maybe I'm making it up. I don't know. But I I think it was a documentary on like, you know, the Oxygen Channel or something. Some one of those crazy networks that always do true crime. I think they interviewed her in real life. And I just felt so sorry for her because she really tried to like, you know, I just had this like sympathy, like she really tried to like help and she called repetitively and the and the way that she was dismissed was just absolutely asinine. And I was just so flabbergasted because, you know, you're talking about children and people walking around like clearly not just intoxicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've we've all probably seen intoxicated people, but like, come on, like the way that that was I just can't get over you know this the rendition of like she just kept trying to call like it smells awful like and there is a difference between you know like when you smell something that bad it's not just rotten meat you live in, leave in the fridge like you know it's i just can't even imagine but i think they did a great job on that i binged it but it was a good well they even had the like her voice actual voice uh call on the on the show yeah. where she called the detective after the fourteen-year-old yeah. boy incident, yeah, and he was like, "It's fine, they're fine." I'm like, "Uh, bro, you cannot tell me that you didn't have one inkling that there was something off." Yeah. So that to me was just heinous. Like that whole police department, like F minus. <laughs> they just can't. <laughs> they were they were awful. Like F minus. Like all of them should have been fired. Like everybody should have just been. I was just like, I can't believe. And then they're like, "How did it get this bad?" And I'm like, "Really." Like, maybe, like, look in the mirror. That's how it got this bad. Like, you kept getting phone calls from this woman who was trying to tell you all something was wrong. And, like, he got a lot of passes, too. Because, I mean, I don't know how accurate everything was from the the show. Right, you don't really know. But, like, the the part where he had killed that hitchhiker guy and had the body Mm -hmm. in the bags. And the guy's like, oh, you're 18. I'm going to let you go. Right. And then. Just uh, let him go. He clearly was drunk. And then, like, when he was going to the bathhouses and doing the stuff, he got away with that pretty much. Yeah. And then even the other guy that the grandma came down and saw what happened and then they put him on the bus in the show. He got away with that. <laughs> it's just like if that one guy wouldn't have got away, he who knows how long he would have kept going. I mean, right. He could have been it could have been years could have been like 20 more poor men that were just like missing forever. I just can't even. 
fathom, but yeah. Like, and how do you get to the point sense. where you want to eat somebody? Like, that's just fucking weird. Oh my God. That is weird. That's so fucking weird. Like, there's, I don't even know if there was, I mean, I don't know where the progression in the brain goes. I, this is why I really love true crime. And like, I'm kind of obsessed with like the whole cult thing. Like, I don't want to be in a cult, obviously, but I, that's where it, my brain goes is like how like at what point in your life do you have to be there to be able to be like that's the next step like right like mm-hmm. okay uh, okay well I've, I've killed them i've you know now i'm gonna eat them like i don't know where that i don't know where that ever comes from like i don't ever want to like look at something like that that's so gross to me but now what do you think about I, like, those people understand. like that go like to everest or whatever and then they have to eat somebody would you rather just starve like or would you oh eat somebody? See, that is so, what was that? The Dahmer party, which is even like worse than like, yeah, dude. The, yeah. I remember the, Donner, that. the Donner party, which rhymes with Dahmer, which is also <laughs> creepy. I don't know how the universe is connected that, but um, you know, I don't know in a, in a time of survival, I do not honestly know. I mean, cause you know, I'd pr- it ha- probably have to be there yeah. to like really answer. And I can't, I don't know. It would have to be one of those things where I'm like, I mean, I didn't kill you. You know, I didn't physically kill you. Like we're all out here and you died from the elements. And if it maybe if it was like a survival thing and I don't know, I just, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could physically. So would you choose like cut up a friend or somebody that you spent time with? Like what? Like, I can't so would watch. you rather choose like the neighbor or your friend or like just some stranger? If you had to oh pick between two bodies and then like, oh say God. like one's juicier, like, your friend, yeah, your like, friend's kind of <laughs> juicier, and then the I mean, the uh, stranger is kind of frail and I'm going know, for the looking. I'm going to go for the the person that has the more fat. So look at me. I'm going to get killed eating first, more than likely. Then we all probably going to kill me and then eat me. Okay, right away. It's going to be like uh, <laughs> like uh, what is the the bunny rabbit Roger? No, no what's his name? Roger the, Rabbit. The bunny and the fucking. God damn, why am I drawing a blank on that? He's a gray rabbit. Mm-hmm. Is it Roger Rabbit? Yeah, Roger. Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bugs Bunny. Bunny. He really always had like that, the, the stew like, pot. Yeah. Like he's always yeah. looking like somebody's like looking like he's a, a meal. That's what we're going to be looking at Raul like. Um, you, y'all ever seen the movie Alive? Yes, that's an old movie. I've watched that movie a long time ago. I yeah, think. remember when the time, like, yeah. the the plane crashed in the Chile and mountains or something like that, and that's where they yeah. started eat, like after like yeah. being out there for like thirty days, they had to start eating like the people, eating people yeah, yeah. The other people, yeah. Like so, yeah, that was the Don- the Donner Party, I think, is what that was about. Yeah, so that was yeah, I think that's different when you're you know, and the whole thing with Jeffrey Dahmer for me was like you he kept he always just kept repeating like I just wanted them to stay, and I'm like, well, bro, they were like you could have had a regular relationship like they were coming to spend time with you <laughs> yeah like that you know they're i just wanted to stay and i'm like that you, you don't murder somebody like you just ask them to come back to see you tomorrow like don't you yeah. don't have to like be so extreme like i don't know where the like connection went from like i want to spend time with these people to i'm going to murder them and eat them that that is the line that i can't well i know like, like he really to, he really struggled with his sexuality from one of the interviews oh, yeah. I saw about yeah. him. So I don't know if that played a role into it either. I know he said it wasn't like racial bias or like a, a bigoted thing as far as him being gay. But like, I wonder if it was like an internal struggle mixed with yeah. some type of obviously some type of um, mental illness that he had that 
combined to make him want to kill these people and then eat them. Eat them. That was, yeah. Because, you know, he did, I think it, it insinuated he tried to have a regular relationship there. And then it ended up going poorly there towards <laughs> towards the end. And you, like, really wanted to, like, you know, the way that they depicted it. Now, again, like you said, we don't know if this is the actual way everything went down, you know, in that movie or, like, in the TV show. But, yeah. you know, if you tried to have a relationship with this one person and he came back multiple times and you all went on dates and stuff and then... You know, or like, why don't you just go kill somebody else? Why would you kill the person that you allegedly like? I mean, yeah, it's just that whole, like the whole, the brain to me is an amazing thing that I don't think we'll ever truly have full understanding never. of. Never. We'll never understand. And I, that's why like, you know, like the whole cult thing is crazy to me. Like, um, you know, Jim Jones, like mm. how in the world you could get not almost almost a thousand people, nine hundred people, to kill themselves and their children. Like that to me is baffling. Like you were like, this is a great idea. Like yeah. I mean, at what point do you sit down and you're like, yeah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a great idea. It's gonna, that's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Gonna you be remember great. that? Gonna... Didn't something like that happen in the two thousands too? David with the Co- people with the the Nikes, they were all wearing all black. It was some. I want to say it was somewhere in California. They had oh, like yeah. on bunk Heaven's beds. Gate. Heaven's Gate. That's what they, yeah, that was the cult leader. God, I can't remember his name, but the, it was the Heaven's Gate cult, I think, is the one that did that. And they all killed themselves uh, when the comment went by, Hallie's comment went by Jesus. at the same time with their Nikes on. And so, of course, like, does the leader want to kill himself? No, not really. They just kind of, you know, go elsewhere and then do that. But like to get that many people to follow you and then think it's a good idea to that is it's just baffling to me. I just don't know. Well, it was like when David Koresh did it in the 90s, yeah. remember? When they, yeah, I mean, there was like hundreds of people in there. Wasn't some, he like fucking the wives of other members yeah. or something like that? And then he, he was had marrying like a whole bunch of, yeah, 14 year olds and, and all sorts of, yeah. And like when, control, he, when he got yeah. married to one of the like 14, 15 year olds, they said there was like a bed in like the way they got married. And he, mm-hmm. yeah, insane, man. But Amazing. like, like you were saying, how does a person like that convince? not just one, but hundreds of people to come with them like this. Absolutely. Like, it's like, how do you, cause I mean, I just can't, can you all imagine just somebody coming in? Like, I'm just going to bust in the store and be like, Hey y'all, let's <laughs> like, you know, go kill ourselves. Like what? No, that's not like, let's do this in the name of like, whatever me. Cause I'm, I'm me. I'm like going to be the in charge and y'all should worship me as God. Like, I just can't like the whole thing. I understand you have to probably be in a really bad place and, but it's just it's fa- it baffles me every single time I see something like that. So I'm always very interested in like seeing it. But I know the questions will never be answered because, you know, people are gone and they it's just awful. They do what they do. Yeah, I'm, I would imagine those people are somewhat charismatic and then they are able to prey on people that are a little bit mentally weak or lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine it's the same thing, kind of like a gang or any type of uh you know, yeah. social club where you want to what like like minded people, like narcissistic, like a narcissistic person, like can be able to convince people, like kind of like that too. No, yeah. not really. But um, I'm just saying, like, it's just people that want a community, and so if they see these people that are like, say they don't have anything going on in their life, and then they see these people like are doing shit together, and they're like, I want to join that group. Oh, okay, and then you start telling them like, "Hey, man, we're gonna do this thing." There's a you know like a 
Just like something like with the what was the people for nine eleven? They were pr- promised like so many virgins, and if they, uh, you know, carried on the task, and it's, the people believe it. I mean, I mean, if you can sell a dream to somebody enough, yeah, why would they not? You know, absolutely. And especially if you're in an echo chamber, like it's only people oh, thinking absolutely. like you and talking like you. You think your way of thinking is right, right? There's nobody else on the outside, and you know. So until I get it, like even like Charlie Manson, he didn't actually physically kill anybody. Mm-hmm. He just convinced other people to kill them. I mean, look at and Hitler. So that's yep, yeah, absolutely. Like that. He's a yeah, the worst, like the worst of the worst there. And so just, yeah, just the way that he was able to like convince people that this is like the best, you know, let's, this is my idea. And I feel like this is how it should be. And everybody was like, that's a great idea. No, like what yeah. point? So is it one person next to you? Like, I mean, we should probably rethink this. Like, like, was there no, like, one person that was, I'm sure that they just would cut them off, especially if they're, you know, if they are a narcissistic person. I feel like they would just be like, well, if you don't like what I'm saying, then go away. Yeah, because, like, we had a guy on here. He was in Afghanistan, and he said that a lot of the people over there hate us because they're only being told one side of things. Like, they Mm -hmm. they didn't know why we were there. They just thought that these people from a foreign land just came to invade and they weren't trying to do anything but bad. And then it's like, what did he say? It like takes like a, um, a, generation. a generation to like switch it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's just human nature is weird because I love this. There's a Carl Sagan, uh, the pale blue oh, yeah. dot and how he talks about how like there's always been some man that always wants to be the conqueror, the supreme being, the ruler of everything. They want to be God, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, they'll just do whatever they possibly can to achieve that. So I guess there is some narcissism, like you were mentioning, yeah. on that part of it. But um, I don't know. And human humans are funny. Like, I think we're all inherently good. I think there's more good than there's bad. Because I think if we as people could wipe each other out at any given time if we really wanted to. But um, there are a couple of bad eggs that, you know, shine a bad light on that. But. Stuff like the Dahmer thing and then stuff we've been seeing happening, like with all the shootings. And I saw that like something happened in, in Vegas recently, where, like six people got stabbed or a couple mm. people got killed what? on the strip. You know, like when you see the Dahmer thing, you're like, yeah, people have been doing that forever. It's just that now it's social media and the news cycle and what gets clicks and what's going to bring in ad dollars. That's where we're going to pump more of that into you. So it brings more fear to people. Because I know a lot of stuff online is just real fear-based, man. They want people to think everything's doom and gloom. They want to think that the sky is falling. Well, also, right. like, what if you if you put people in fear, like, you can control them easier, right? right. Or you, I'm providing good, and as you're scared, come to me, you know? Right. And, I, and then you can just put push whatever agenda you have on them like that. Right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just... Um, I think the thing in life is is to try to do more good than bad. And I think we're capable of doing that. But like I said, I think you get more attention when it's drama based, like the Kardashians Absolutely. and stuff like those people get so oh, much right. attention. I used to watch Thank the God. shit. I used to watch that show, man. I was like, what am I doing? This is back like we on E Network, right? Like 20 oh, right. years ago. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Was that was good. That was like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. And now they just called it the Kardashians. And I'm like, okay, I'm just well. sitting there thinking, I mean, they've got an empire going, man. They've got like. Can't knock the hustle, right? Because I mean, they right, definitely but... they definitely got their hands in a lot of stuff. 
But you I know, saw everyone the, fucking hates them. You know, like well, I don't I think know. people hate them. I mean, they're they're popular. I think that there's a select group of people that don't agree with them. But oh, I think okay. there's more people that do like them. They enjoy their chaos. Uh, but I yeah. saw that one of the sisters is like hawking some medical thing, like some pill or something. On it was like she was on a one of those pharma commercials. Oh, yeah. oh like a um for migraines. Yeah, I was, was like, what Chloe. the fuck is this, man? I know you're like, who? Why is she? <laughs> was like, it, what is happening? Was it Kylie? No, Kylie no, doesn't. The one that she just mentioned. Which one? No, it was it was uh, Chloe. Yeah. And I remember oh. the reason I knew it was her is because I looked. I had to double take because I was like, that's not her face, and it <laughs> freaked me out. And I had to. And like, look, I'm not against anybody. Like, look, I'm for whatever makes y'all feel great. If you want to get plastic surgery, good for you. I'm glad you can afford it. Like, do that. Do Go do that. If it makes you feel better. Like, whatever your face wants to look at. But I just looked at her and I was like, is that? I had to like look three times because it did not look like her at yeah. all from like seeing her on, you know, the very first Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. I'm like, that is not the same person. Is that the same person? She's got three new faces so far. I have no idea what she actually looks like now. So, yeah, it's funny how know. like they're always like, we didn't do anything. It's like, bitch, there's footage of you from the past. Like, like, you didn't like just we come know on the scene this is right like, now. This is your third nose. We know yeah. this is not you. Like, and then so. I saw something like the mom watch reviewed the sex tape before they put oh, it yeah. out. Oh, absolutely. I saw that. that was, I, uh, I thought I, that was fake, I, but I did see that. No, the I Ray J guy had like a believe. screen records of it. He's absolutely. like, I was like, this is yeah. fucking wild, man. Like, I guess they want, they saw what happened with Paris Hilton. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, Paris. and like, yeah, Tommy Lee and Pamela. I watched that like, too. If you, <laughs> I did it for, I did, catalog? I did it for research. You know, <laughs> the Tommy Lee right. and Pamela one was only like 15 minutes of research. But like if they're sold by big companies, you know mm-hmm. they had to get rights. They because they would be getting and sued right now. Nobody's gonna not sign off on that. Yeah, was like somebody leaked it. I'm like nobody leaked it, girl. You knew it was coming out because so. it, it was Vivid, like, right? Or it was one of the I'm big not ones. Sure. Yeah. yeah, like Vivid Entertainment or something like that. They had it. Yeah, but they that happened right after. So I've always been like very like curious about their whole empire because I'm like, how are they? Famous, like famous for nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. at the time, like when they first started happening, it was like famous for nothing. And so I was like, what, what, how did, how did this happen? Cause I knew her father, mm-hmm. him and the Kardashian father was like OJ's attorney. So, you know, that kind of got him a little bit of stuff. But I just remember she used to sell clothes, celebrities clothes on eBay. Oh, so did she, she really sell the clothes? Yeah. So Kim used to sell clothes on eBay for, uh, like, brandy ray j's oh okay okay and so something evidently now again i might be talking out turn and i don't have everything in front of me so i don't know i don't want it to be fake news but like (laughs) she evidently embezzled some cash from that and got caught and then after that happened the tape came out i guess they used some of that money to pay off that oh. embezzlement situation that happened. So was she that. well now, known enough to be anybody to care about her? Well, or I, I guess because it was Ray she, J. I think it's Ray J. It and she has, Ray you know, uh, big butt. Okay. But like, and she was hanging out with like Paris Hilton and all them at the, at the time. Because remember, yeah. she was like Paris's assistant at one time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. and then the show, after the tape, the show became the show, right? But right. I was like, because I've seen like clips and stuff, like where they would do like a flashback where she was like, carrying Paris's bags and all that shit, you know, and then now she's like, you know, multi hundred millionaire and shit in her, you know, right. But it's like crazy, man. I mean, I can't even fathom having as much money as they have. That would be insane to me. Like just to be able to 
Yeah, Scott is like nothing but chaos. Oh my god! And that that's guy. like me, and I love that fucking guy. <laughs> He's always drunk. Up. I'm like, man, you're always fucking drunk on these shows. I love it. Like, he's so and he's always just like so like shitty oh i don't know how, i don't want to say shitty that's the wrong word but like a funny shitty does that yeah, make sense? yeah he's always like he's always like pointing out the like ridiculousness of how they're acting he's like i, I remember watching one of the keeping up with the kardashians and she was like oh my god like she got like a free yoga membership or something somewhere to like one of these exclusive yoga places. And she was like, Oh my God, I got a free yoga. Blah, blah, blah. And Scott was like, well, I mean, thank God. Cause however would you afford like an actual subscription? <laughs> like, like however would you afford that? It yeah. like, it's so funny. Like his, you know, he's always like throwing he, digs like, or something. Yeah. He's always just like in the, he's in this, he's like, y'all are acting ridiculous right now, but it's just so funny to watch that entire. Yeah. That family is uh, a entire life. They got everything a going on. They, they have, have uh, a lot. Caitlin, they have the Kanye shit, they have the Pete Davidson stuff. I mean, they're always having something going on. Like, if there's some calm going on, they're like, somebody needs to change their gender or something. Something needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then you got somebody poor needs to be somewhere. Poor Rob. Needs- like, nobody ever years from him. Less like, Rob, you, yeah. you know, you, you never like your sisters all have like hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm not saying he's poor, but he only has like five million or ten million. You know, but like, right. it's like, damn man, give your brother some love, man. Shit, buy him up some fat houses or some shit too, man. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't even know what happened to him after that, but that show was something else. I remember when it first came out. I don't watch any of the new stuff now, but I remember when that first came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're definitely watching this. He that. had the kid with China, what are they? China doll? Wait. Uh, Black China. But yeah. China. Is that the one that was the big OnlyFans girl? Vegas. Yeah, she is. She's she like a big stripper in Vegas. Yeah, she has like the number one only or a top couple OnlyFans. So she's making like 20 something million a month or something like that. Again, cannot fathom making that money. And then bad, what's her name? <laughs> bad Bar- Barbie or Catch Me Outside? Her? Oh, that yeah. chick? What's her name? I forget. But like when she got on OnlyFans, she made 50 million in the first year. That was after oh like tax and every like you know paying the man everything. That was a take home for one fucking year on OnlyFans. Oh my god! All from like a meme. I just yeah. can't imagine. Just from like you know one little show that you did on like Doctor Phil. You say one line and then all of a sudden you're like famous for nothing. <laughs> so, but yeah, people, man, you, just one thing and that's it. Yikes! It's crazy. So, so when you do your when you do your art, do you draw a picture down like on paper first or do you just start on the canvas? Um, it depends. It's sometimes I do do a sketch first or a lot of times it's just in my brain and I can kind of see what I want. But like with this one, I started I very clearly saw like, oh, I want to do pan. And I was obsessed with like making sure you could see his legs. I don't know why, but like I'll get on these tangents where I think you scroll back on my Instagram, you can see like where I. Uh, my TikTok has it too as well. I have a lot more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram. I can't seem to figure Instagram out. But um, I I was like obsessed with everybody having to see his feet. And then it just wasn't working. The concept wasn't working. So I painted over it and started again and like just decided it just needs to be Pan's, you know, head. So a lot of times I'll have a vision for what I want to do or how I want to carry it out. And sometimes I'll just start sketching like weird shit. And then if something like comes out of that, I'm like, I think I'll... Today I'll do a page of, you know, um, tentacles and I'll just paint a bunch of tentacles. And if I, something comes out of that, like bananacle, then I'll do it digitally. Um, I just started, um, 
I've always done digital art. I've done logos and stuff. Um, I learned on like Photoshop, like six, three, like I was back in college when we started using Photoshop and Adobe illustrator and everything. So, um, I do work on that, but I've been using procreate to do a lot of digital stuff now too, but. So you um, did everything like keyboard and mouse. Yeah. So, and a lot of stuff, I still do that. So I actually have a full-time job and I get to do, you know, design and graphic stuff and website design and everything oh, wow. like that for, yeah. So I actually do design for my actual job as well as, you know, get to do it on the side. And that's why I kind of do like the studio, the painting and, you know, paint all the weird stuff, you know, for my time. And then like, you know, work is like corporate work and it's like, you know, make this flyer, but design this flyer. So, you know, I'm not having to like type up the information. It's just all that's given to me. And I just design it on a layout and, you know, do that kind of like, you know, if you were to hire somebody to do that, it would be like on Fiverr or whatever, but I just do it for, you know, a university here in the area. So do you have like, um, YouTube videos to care? You teach people how to do stuff. I have not, I have a YouTube channel. I have not posted anything on it. Um, I think for whatever reason, YouTube is very daunting to me. And I think it's because there's just so many amazing artists and stuff that are already established on there. And I probably feel like I should have started, you know, Mm. moons and moons ago. And so I don't know how well it would do. I'm not against it. I think I could probably post a lot of my stuff from, you know, TikTok or Instagram on there. Um, People don't normally ask, like, they'll ask me about my process, like how I do it. But um, normally because I paint so big, I normally do a, like a grid it out on the, you know, make a grid on my, um, canvas and then draw it from there. But, um, it's, it is a process, but I'd love to do YouTube. I feel like if people want to know more things like that, then I would absolutely be happy to do it. Sometimes it's just daunting to me. And I'm like, do I have time to like sit down and like do another, all the social media. It's kind of like, with social media now, I'm kind of getting to the point where I feel like it's almost like the streaming networks where I want all of them to sit down in a room together and be like, okay, guys, let's get this together. Because it's so much for an artist or a creator to have to, you know, not like I feel like now that I can't just sit down and draw or paint for myself. I always have to videotape everything. Like I can't just enjoy something for me. I always feel like I have to, you know, like it doesn't even matter what I'm doing, scraping paint. I could just scrape paint. And I'm like, I have to videotape this because somebody's going to need, I'm going to need this later. So it is, uh, but YouTube's daunting for me because I know people would expect longer videos. Does that make sense? So it's like, you know, hours instead of being able to like make it a time lapse where it's just me painting what I want, but I'm not against it. I'm like, I've rolled that idea around in my head a lot. So, you know, maybe I just need a little push to, try to make it happen but i don't really know how the youtube algorithm works and subscribers work and all of that but i think people have had good success on there how long did it take you to make the time lapse of you peeling the uh tape off oh the uh are you talking about the stop motion one yeah yeah that oh my god that took me probably i mean it was a full day i think i did it within like eight hours because the stop motion was like a new thing that TikTok was promoting. Mm-hmm. So I was furloughed at the time from my job from COVID. And I was like, well, fuck it, I don't have anything to do. So I was like, let's just see how this works. So I just got on there and I thought I just messed with it for a little while. And then I thought, how can I make this like more interesting? And so then because I use tape all the time to tape all of my designs for, you know, like the geometric pattern that I'm doing in the background, I was like, oh, I can make this like the tapes taping itself so 
that video, uh, I think I actually ended up starting it over too, is why it took about eight hours. But I mean, it was probably over a hundred frames, 150 frames that I did. So, because you know, you have to move it and you have to come back and hit the button, then you have to move it and you have to come back and hit the button. So it was like a lot of me walking back and forth. I think that my whole body hurt like I had run like a 5K. Like, because I was walking back and forth so much just on my feet, but it's definitely a I mean, cool was, looking video, though. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was that was probably, um, that's probably my favorite video I've ever made, to be honest. So, if I could do it over and over, I would. So, um, but it took me, it took me a while, but I feel like that's the one. It, I have a million views on it on TikTok, and I think it did okay on Instagram. I don't know, it might have been the time I posted it, but, um, it, I think it did have an have a lot as well. Yeah. I had insights on there. Instagram the reels insights. is weird. Like sometimes you'll really post is. something and it will get like 200 maybe views. And then some you can post and it gets like 56,000. Yeah. And it's like, so I, what is it yeah. that popped off about this one video or the time you posted it? Or I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now I wonder yeah, if they want you to uh, boost a lot. Obviously if you're going to boost a post, I would mm-hmm. assume you're going to get your money's worth out of it. But I mean, yeah, I don't well, know. See, I've, I've only boosted one post through Instagram. It's because they gave me like a free 30 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I boosted one post and I got a lot of like unique people. But I think what the problem is, is that because I didn't have an abundant amount of followers and it was a lot of like my friends and family, um, they assumed that that was the audience I was trying to reach. So uh. they were sending it out to like probably, you know, the, you know, soccer moms that are not like into you know it's Mara's not for everybody and i get that and that's yeah. fine it doesn't have to be so they were probably sending it out to that and because i'm also female i did notice on those insights that they were sending it out to like a lot of like men that probably weren't interested in you know the art aspect they were probably more interested in like you know if they if they were following a lot of like female models or something like that mm. then it was going out to those people but Cause you know, they send you all those things of everybody that clicks. So I'm like going through looking at their profile and I'm like, Oh yeah, these people are not like, they're not looking for, they're not looking for art. <laughs> they're looking for like half naked women in bikinis and I'm not down there on a bikini. So sorry, but, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't figure out the Instagram algorithm. TikTok's been a little bit better to me. Um, but I, I also don't know if that's just because I used it more while I was furloughed mm-hmm. than when, you know, and I kind of like, you know, haven't really gotten on the reels thing because again, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for. Have you? It's a lot of work. Have you tried uh, LinkedIn? I am on LinkedIn, and uh, but I'm on there as like you know for my professional job. Yeah, it's kind of like I just call it business Facebook. I don't know what else to call because that's what I really feel like it is. It's like Facebook for business people. That's what I think. Kind of like the next door app is kind of like you know Facebook for the you know neighborhood looky lose that they just want to be out about. Yeah, I've started using it a little bit business. more uh for this and um it seems like it gets a lot of engagement on people, like the people's post. So I don't know um I don't know this whole social media thing's so weird, man. It's like I know it really is. It's just like sometimes you just want to post something just to post. You don't want to post to to see how much engagement you can get from it. But then right. it's kind of like if like you're you trying to, to get your shit out there, you want people to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We're kind of slaves to them, man, it seems. We really are. And as an artist, I think it really opened up. You know, there's so many old school artists that are really amazing that don't have social media. 
and because they don't realize, you know, the impact that it could have. And I think that a lot of times we miss out on some really wonderful art, unless you're going to, you know, gallery shows and all this stuff, because people will, you know, they'll get accepted in gallery shows all over the world, but they're, you know, not, they're not on social media or they don't post consistently. And I think as artists, it's really hard for, well, I know it's hard for me. I'm going to speak for myself. I won't speak for everybody. It's hard for me to, you know, I know a lot of times like people are like, oh, I do uh, marketing Mondays. So every Monday, all I do is just post on social media. But see, it's hard for me because it's like I can't always dedicate one full day, especially like when you're painting something and like I paint with oil paint so it doesn't dry immediate. Mm. Right. Like I'll, I'll leave it. I don't use I don't always use the medium that helps it dry faster because I like to mix paint on the canvas. So I think if you go back and look a lot at look a lot of my paintings, it'll it's because I pull other, you know, colors from the already wet colors. So I don't always, you know, I can't always paint everything in one day. So sometimes it'll be 150 hours, but it's spread out from like, you know, two or three months because I'm waiting for something to dry that I need it to dry. So it just really depends, but I do, I feel, I agree with you. I feel like we're slaves to social media. It's hard to like wake up and be like, I'm going to get up. And then you feel like you have to be like fully dressed and fully like made up. Cause you don't want to get on social media with like, you know, people <laughs> like for me, I know people are like, I don't think everybody wants to see me hanging out in my pajamas. Right. Yeah. Like, so a lot of people don't care about that, but I know a lot, you know, sometimes people are like, I don't, you know, I feel like I have to get up and get dressed and be together. And a lot of times you just don't feel like being that way. <laughs> That's fine. So, you know, now have hard, you though. like, like as far as your work goes, are you doing stuff for just yourself or galleries? Or are you trying to uh, sell it also? Um, both, I guess. Um, this series that I'm doing right now, I wanted to have the whole thing done before I started selling individual pieces because I think they're very stunning together as a series. Mm. So to see them all hanging together is much different than seeing them individually, I think. So... I'll send y'all a photo of all of them together here. So, because they're just very visually like stunning together. So I think it just depends on like aesthetically pleasing, like how you're supposed to, because if I sold one, then it would take away that aspect of seeing them all together. Mm. It's like a series, like progression. Right. Yeah. Right. So you see like all of them. Sorry, I'm like, my allergies are killing me also. I'm like coughing and hacking. Um, see if I can send you all a photo on Instagram here. Um, I actually have a, right now, the rest of my artwork, besides this one, because it's not finished, is actually hanging. Uh, the Women's Center here at one of the universities reached out to me and said, hey, we want to, you know, highlight yeah, female artists in the area and we want your stuff up for the semester if you'll let us hang it and so i was like well absolutely so like now my art's like hanging at a university so oh, in the women's cool. center cool, so man. it's like there for you know it's a it's a wake forest university and i'm doing an open opening on the 21st there so i'll send you all a photo of it hanging there because i went and delivered it and made sure they had you know all the information and so a lot of times it's not um I think artists forget that, you know, maybe it's not only galleries that you can reach out to, to like show your art. But sometimes it's like, you know, 
a business center. There's a bank here in the area that has like an art gallery in the bank. I don't know how that works. I don't know why. (laughs) They just had like a common space to like hang things. So it's really just about like trying to find the opportunities in the area, you know, of like how you can get your art seen without social media. But social media absolutely helps. I will say that. So it is easier to promote your stuff to people all over the world in lieu of just, you know, one select group of people. Yeah. I wonder if you could get like one of those people from like HGTV to see your shit and then they'll put it on the show or something like, cause uh, right, I know right. there's a guy that I follow. He does, uh, he does mounts and he'll do like a faux deer or a moose, but he uses real antlers, but the actual body of it is fake. And, um, that's how I saw him was on HGTV. They had him in one of their design homes. And now, really, like, really he crazy. commissions, like, all, like, I plan on getting one of his pieces, actually. That is, yeah, the picture you sent me is really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, so, and, like, so, <clears throat> there they are all spread out, like, in the Women's Center there at Wake Forest. But then we also, like, I have photos of, like. I did, it's really nice. I'll send you the photos. Yeah, so, it, to see them all together, I think it's very stunning. So, it's not that I don't want to sell them. I do. I will absolutely take that money. I mean, I think just at, I think as artists, like, we all have this vision of, like, what we would like when our art is shown to people. So, um, and I, I think that just together, because it's all a series of the same thing, all based on a story that it really flows well, because mm-hmm. then you get to like read the story about why, like what it represents and read the, you know, background of everything together. And, you know, so it's like, it's just good to like, I feel like it's great to like see everything together and, see if i can send you all this one too how big are those canvases um the uh well they're pretty big this is a 40 by 40 behind me and the ones that are hanging on the wall there that i sent you a photo of and all of these are um on my web page as well so you all people listening can always go to fairmonday.com and they'll be there but they uh i think the biggest one right now is like 26 by 36 or something like that. So they're about as tall as me. I have a photo of myself hanging the, my actual Instagram photo was me holding up that mermaid photo Mm -hmm. to make it look like I'm the body. So, um, it's as tall as me. So it's like 36 by 48. They're, they're very large. It's a large canvas. So they're not like the smaller ones. I can paint small. I do. I have, I just prefer to paint large. I think it's more, you know, there's more impact when you walk in and see a huge, painting you know so what was the first time you did a like a big painting like that like was it difficult or did you have to work your way up i'm assuming i did work my way up and i i think um it's actually out of college uh normally in college i think we're just like you just do what the you know teacher tells you to do Mm -hmm. um and so that's or that's how it was when i was in college it might be a lot different now because you know, a lot of times they're there to help you hone your skills, not let you be creative in your own way. Mm -hmm. So there's that gap, I think for people, but, um, I took, this was actual class that I took after college. And I just, you know, I think as an artist, it's important to learn from other artists because, you know, I'm not great at portraiture. I'm not, I could, you want me to draw a skull all day, blindfolded. Great. But like when it comes to somebody's face, it freaks me out because I feel like I'm not going to do them justice as a person. Right. Okay. So I feel like that, like I'm going to, I don't want to dismantle your belief in yourself or, you know, because I like 
screw something up or the proportions are wrong. And then it's just so much pressure for me to like, I, f- I, c- I feel like I could do it, but I would have to really just sit down and do only that. And like, just like hone my skills on that. Right. So like, just to like, see, so when I took this class, I remember I was painting small. I kept painting small and I was just painting all these things. And then I, my teacher looked at me and she said, I really want you to try to go outside of your box. And I was like, okay, what do you expect? She said, I want you to get a big canvas. And I said, okay. So I did, I went out and bought, like, I still have the painting upstairs. It's actually hanging. And, um, I think that was, I think it was the first 36. I think it was like 24 by 36. That's how big it was. I just bought it. She said, just, okay. She said, now just paint whatever you think you're going to paint. And I was like, all right. So I I don't know how I decided, but I was going to paint a horse. So that's what I did. And I called it below the bit. And I think it's, it's also on my Instagram because I don't think I did a reel or anything of that. It was one of my very first paintings that I did big. And as soon as I painted it, I remember she came in halfway through and she was like, uh, you can never paint small ever again. Mm. So she said to me and I was like, okay. So she was like, this is, this is what you need to do. She was like, you need to just paint big. She's like, we know you can paint small. Great. What great. She's like, but I feel like that I'm feeling your paintings more because they're bigger. And it kind of gave me that like push that I needed to get out of my comfort zone and really feel something like a bigger space than just like, you know, 20, you know, and that's great. People can always paint like that. That's great. But I love to paint big. I think it's much more, Oh, that is nice. it's more freeing for me. Yeah. Is that it? Is that the horse? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you find it on my website. Yeah. So if that's still hanging out upstairs, I think I, I was just kind of attached to that one. I've never tried to sell it. I guess I could, but like, <laughs> but like, as I was attached to that one, cause that was the first big painting I ever actually, you know, did it completed and, you know, loved. So it was one of my very first ones. Was it hard for you to put your stuff out there for people to see? Absolutely. I think it was because when social media, golly, I, feel, I always forget how old I am. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'll be, I do. I forget how old I am. Um, I'll be 41 this year. So I forget that like back when, you know, I was learning and, and doing all this stuff and, and social media happened. I like watched social media happen, which is crazy to me. And I think that the fear for me wasn't, I think that all artists always have a fear. They're like, well, what if this or what if that? But the fear for me was like, I didn't want all the hate, I Mm. guess. I didn't want all these people to come at me with like a bunch, like, I'm like, well, who are you? Right. Like, I'm like, who are you to tell me? Like, Right. So that was what thing I didn't want. But then I finally just got over myself and I was like, you know what? I don't have control over them, but I have control over me. And I'm like, I don't have to listen to any of that. I don't have to worry about it. And whatever. So I just started posting and then that's it. (laughs) So, and if I I knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it. I don't get a whole lot of hate comments every now and then I'll get something like, you know, people just trying to troll, but I just ignore them and go on. But I saw this Gary V thing. I love Gary V, but, uh, yeah, I love Gary V too. He had posted something. Um, (laughs) is it what V friends? Yeah, I'm looking at your map where we, where um you've sold all your art has been to. Oh my god, that that's so it's so outdated. I need to do it. Yeah, I was gonna to ask like, you. I've sent stuff to like. Let me tell you the far. I've sent stuff to Russia. Oh wow, really? Never, oh my god, I was so scared that wasn't gonna get there. I was literally emailing that girl. I was like, oh my god, please make sure it gets there because you know the addresses are different. Like mm-hmm. even the way that you put it into 
you know, to have it shipped there. I'm like, God, please just don't let it get lost. That's probably like my. I mailed, I mailed a uh, package to um, Columbia for the podcast two months ago now or a month ago or something like that. And when I was writing, like you just said, the address, you know, I had to get my friend to like ask his mom, like how, how to write it out, like how we write it out here. And, you know, and then the post office was like, kind of like, yeah, it looks right. You want to send it? I was like, uh, yes, (laughs) ma'am. She's like, all right, this is your tracking number. I was like, man, I hope it doesn't get lost, man. I know you're just like, I just don't even know how to like, I always put a tracking number on mine so I can track them just yeah. to make sure. And I, you know, I don't have, if you live in the United States, I don't charge for shipping um, unless it's going to be like, you know, something crazy heavy and I have to, you know, pay an enormous amount of shipping. But, um, but I just only charge for like overseas shipping. And um, I think it's like 10 bucks or something like that. Unless again, it's like a weighted thing where I'm going to need, you know, to worry about that. But yeah, like I'm always so terrified that it's not going to get there that's i've only had a couple packages like get lost in transit and then they end up finding them a few days later before usps is actually because it's a custom man it's not just something i know it's not just like this random thing yeah Yeah, so let me play this clip real quick but i i just love how this guy thinks man like a lot of people hate on him i don't get it but uh did I send you the thing about the comedian making fun of him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to Nick, and he, I knew Nick would appreciate it because, you know, Nick's always making fun of him. I'm like, yeah. dude, like, the guy's legit as fuck, man. Like, I was watching a um, a oh, live really that cool. he was doing with, um, oh, that is really nice. Mm-hmm. He was doing a live, and somebody brought up that he saw the TikTok of the guy, and he's like, I'm just happy I'm not the person making a TikTok about what the guy made the content right. about. Because the guy was just shitting on him. It's just like, dude, why are you shitting on him? Because he's trying to make people want to be better lives and right. be positive. I love, I love Gary Vee. I think I, I follow him. I love his, I love his stuff. I think he's a wonderful positive. You know, he's got a great like positive outlook, and he's always very, you know, I, I, he just cuts the bullshit, and that's why I like him. Yeah, I mean, so. you don't have to listen. I mean, obviously, sometimes you get inundated with stuff on your feed, but I mean, you can choose to click on it or not, but. Here, this is, I guess, here's this clip. You can't worry about the people that don't like you. You need to focus on the people that do like you. And I I feel like this might help a lot of people who've been debating on putting themselves out there. I want you to turn your fear into empathy and compassion. Think about this. You guys make a video. Somebody comes on to that video and leaves a comment that you suck, that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, that you're ugly, how'd you get hurt? Like whatever the nastiest thing they can say. Think about how fucked up that person's life is. Another human being took time out of their day because they're hurting so much to try to hurt someone else. You shouldn't be mad at them. You should definitely not feel sad for yourself. You should have compassion for the person that trolled your page because that is not a good life. Is he talking about that comedian? No, this was before that. But I mean, it kind of just ties in with it though. Yeah, that's a a great clip because I mean, it's true and you really have to like kind of get over yourself and I know as an artist, I think people are not just afraid of like getting, you know, the shitty comments like because and people do tend to say that because, you know, p- artists that are just starting out or artists that, you know, aren't necessarily established or have, you know, I know they're always scared to like post their stuff. And I'm like, I agree with Gary Vee, just post it like you're learning and you're you should always be learning. That's how I look at it. And that's what, you know, I don't think that I know everything about art. And I feel like I could learn a lot from other artists because, you know, they do different techniques and they use different you know, ways to, you know, create their art. And I think it's great to see other people's processes and how they, 
express themselves because it could trigger something in you and help you be able to get through what you're trying to manage as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, but I love Gary V. I know V friends, like people were like hit and miss with that because he was, you know, just doing like, I call those drawings. Let me, let me, I do like a drawing one. Yeah, like the V, yeah, the, the v friend. So, like, I know that there a lot of artists that I follow on TikTok and social media. They were like, "Gary V, just like leave it to the professionals." And I was like, "Well, like, hold on now. Let's not tell people they can't be an artist because they haven't been." But like, I call his style like more of a a contour drawing, and what that is is like a it's a exercise that I learned in school, like in high school, where like you look at something and you draw it, but you don't lift your pen from the paper and you can't look at the paper. Right. So like you're drawing by looking at the thing without oh, wow. being able to lift your pen and look at it and make a change. Does that make sense? So mm. I still do that now to like warm up to draw. And it's just, it looks like a bunch of bullshit scribbles. Like it literally looks just like that. Or it looks like, you know, those one line drawings you see people do that some of them are more well, like, cause they, that's just their style. They do like the one line minimalism and that's great. But like I do like a contour drawing where you're just drawing and you don't lift your pen from the paper. So it still looks like complete trash. It's just, <laughs> like, it's just like, you're just getting through the motion of like starting to draw and paint. So your brain starts working. So I kind of compared Gary V like V friends and all those to like, you know, doing the basic contour drawing. So you got to start somewhere. And a lot of times people that create characters and illustrations, they'll do that. They just, you know, I mean, how else would you create a character for any cartoon or anything? You just scribble a bunch of bullshit till something sticks, I guess. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> like, like the series one, like I said, it, it, did, it was very um, child, I mean, childlike, I guess you want to call it. But like it's no different than the crypto punk because like the crypto punk was literally pixelated pictures and those right. are going for like millions of dollars. But like with Gary's stuff, at least it has a utility attached to it. Like people got to go to that VCon, they got gifts yeah. and stuff like that. Like I have some series two and mine I got a tra- like two boxes of trading cards. And then like some people are because he's comes out with some figurines now. If you have a certain figurine or certain NFT that was attached to that, you get the figurine. So for free? Yeah. So I mean that's cool. Yeah. I think his stuff is I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I think his stuff is more real life utility than some of the other people that were just scamming people. And I'm not saying CryptoPunks are scamming people, but there were a lot of NFT projects where it was just a picture. You didn't get anything else with it. And it had like this insane evaluation. But he even said it like it's all this stuff's going to get corrected eventually, you know, like a lot of the projects are going to go to zero. Yeah. And I start, so I didn't really know a whole lot about NFTs. And so people were like posting on some of my TikToks when I started doing digital stuff. And they were like, have you ever thought about doing an NFT? You should make these NFTs. And I didn't really know a lot about it. So instead of really like diving headfirst into doing it, I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to post this as an NFT and see what happens. So I did post a couple of NFTs uh, that I had as digital stuff, like the bananical ones. And um, of course this was like right after, I always feel like it's like you're either on the train when you were meant to be on the train and you're like going to get there first or you're like behind. So I feel like I was behind and I was like, this is not going to work because, you know, I didn't have like the push that um, I wasn't there Early enough, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. I wasn't there early enough. So 
I did do a couple of those, but then I did do research on like the, you know, effect on the environment and all this. And I was like, my God, like this is out of control. I need to reel it in. And I had no idea the effect that it did have on the environment. And so, you know, of having all of the servers running and all of this stuff. But I mean, I understand there's always something killing the environment, but I was like, I don't know if I want to add to that. (laughs) I want to add to the crazy, but again, I'm not against NFTs. I, I think that if, you know, I'm for all forms of art. I think that if it's going to work and it's going to work for them, then I'm really happy that that's an option that they've created. And I V friends kind of took that off. And like you said, like crypto punks and mm-hmm. what's the, um, Oh my God, there was another big one. Board they apes. Were, yes. Board apes. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of what the first word were. board apes. That was the big one. Too. Yeah. Board apes is pretty big. Uh, world of women is pretty big. Yeah. Are the board um, apes one still worth a lot of money? Like hundred I mean, million dollars or something? No, I mean it's just they're based off what their price of Ethereum is. So if oh, Ethereum yeah. is not high, they're not yeah. going to be. High. I mean, it's high for the average person. Like the hundred thousand dollars for you know an NFT is a lot of money. But yeah, it is. I don't know. It's all new. Um, I see a lot of big companies are are adopting it though, yeah. and I think, I think like it's a, it's it's going to be here. I mean, like yeah. we're using money less and less, like cash less and less. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I look, somebody happen. once said, you look at an NFT, it's basically like holding that coin. It's not the picture. Yeah. You're holding the Ethereum. The, the Ethereum coin. Yeah. Do you yeah. think the ETH is going to go back up? I would imagine. I think so. I mean, because like yeah, I said, it's just, I don't think these people that are in these big companies are just doing it just to do it. Like, obviously, they saw there was like some buzz. But I think that like, you know, like, what was the where the Lakers play? They named the stadium after... Like Coinbase or some shit. Like oh, that. oh, yeah, uh, crypto, crypto, or crypto.com, something or like that. Yeah, whatever. crypto arena, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's massive. That's a that's a lot of money that company had to pay to get the naming rights because it was a Staples yeah. Center for a long time. I think, yeah, yeah Staples Center. But it's yeah, like so Coinbase had to like pay all that for marketing. I'm sure that they had to like win the contract to have their name put up there. So they have. It's obviously going somewhere because they wouldn't have had the money otherwise. And then on the Super Bowl, they were like a few different companies pushing their coinbase yeah. type company you know on, and that that's two and a half i think it's 2.5 or it was either three million dollars for that 20 second ad or 15 second ad or whatever yeah. it was like, that's insane yeah yeah it's, it's nuts and i and again like i tried the nft thing it didn't like pop off for me like i thought it would but um people were asking me to do it so i did not really like looking into the whole backstory and then looking at it now so i don't know where it's going to go but i do think like tony said i think it is i mean it's going to be the future like it's going to be i mean you know like with ai happening and everything like that as well so it's just you know like, it's a matter of time i always tell people i was like i remember i distinctly remember this in my head i was like i'm never gonna fucking use a debit card like why am i gonna pay <laughs> you for a dollar for something cent, that, yeah like, i was like those people are stupid i'm just always gonna use cash and now I don't ever carry Here cash. Here we are. And you're yeah. like, I don't have cash on me. Sorry. I just have a debit card. That's exactly. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where it's, you know, as I'm sure artists don't want to, I don't want to say we don't like to adapt or like the change, um, but like it, it's just, it's always so much so fast, mm-hmm. I think. You know what I mean? The way the technology is going, it's a lot. And if you're not like, you know, privy to what's already happened, then, you know, coming in from the outside, you're probably like overwhelmed. Like, what the hell are we talking about? NFTs and, <laughs> you know, Coinbase, like, Ethereum, you know, not tangible money that you can like cash out unless you, you know, 
have it and then you can it's like playing the stock market you yeah. can leave it in or but maybe they need to make it easier like i you know tony has a he did mine for me he got me on the coinbase and on the whatever whatever right he did it all and he's like okay click this button now do this do this but like it was hard for me to learn how to do it and i i, yeah. I haven't done it in so long like i haven't been on open scene so long i don't even know how to open my coinbase wallet that's attached to my whatever you know like I, I, I completely forgot how to do it now because i haven't done it yeah i'm 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 sure eventually they'll have it where it's going to be like a Robin Hood type thing where you just click yeah. on the NFT that you want and then it'll download to your wallet via whatever um, money, like your like, bank yeah. you have attached to it. Because it was different back in the day. You had to go to Coinbase, buy a coin, then transfer that coin to your wallet. Like, so you would have to do like Coinbase to Coinbase wallet to a to MetaMask, then MetaMask to OpenSea. And then buy the NFT. And I think that a lot of people got fucked by the gas fees because the gas fees were insanely yeah, high. They like were. sometimes the 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 uh the NFT would be like maybe a dollar, something stupid or free, and then it would be like a hundred dollars in gas. Yeah. It's like why am I paying a hundred dollars in gas? Right. Now, now who gets the gas fee money? The people that run the servers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So open C that that's what they're charging, so that's what they get to keep. I'm sure OpenSea gets a fee of it, but there's actually people behind the scenes also that are doing the stuff with that, that host of servers that everything gets oh, passed okay. through. They just have servers running like all day, all mm. the time. Cause that, I mean, that's yeah. what they talk about the blockchain. Cause that keeps a yeah. record of everything that's going on. So I think the blockchain might be a good thing that might take off more than actual, a coin will like a right. Bitcoin or you yeah. know, a how do you buy blockchain like i know what it i know i know the, the blockchain is just a ledger it just tells it's basically like an excel spreadsheet of everything that's been bought so every single nft that i've minted or that i bought from somebody else it's on a, a sheet and tells when i bought it what the gas fee was at the time and then like what i paid for it so you can see all that stuff like start to finish oh okay yeah. it's just a ledger but i don't know i think I, that's like the whole point is to like like if you're a guy that's like has all the servers, like the whole reason you want to leave them up and running is so you are the person who has that Bitcoin or you get the money for that. Like you are the person who's tagged like mm. on that. Right. So then you get the cut of that fee. Like it needs to be your server, or your Bitcoin, whatever. Yeah, Cause I know they, they, they incentivize like, people to, you know, have these servers. Yeah. But I don't know if once if they could get the gas fees down, I think it would help out a lot. Because like Absolutely. I said, sometimes like man, I think I pay like like a hundred dollars for you know one um, one NFT. Like the the gas fees and the NFT was on top of what I had to pay. You know, some of those were I don't even want to say the price, but like it was just like it was too much too much money for right. what it was. But like I said, I I. I wouldn't spend money that I can't afford to lose also. That's another thing. There's a lot of people that get upset. Like, I watched that, uh, what was it, uh, thing about GameStop? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched that, too. Eat the Rich. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And there's a lot of people that got mad. They're like, oh, I lost all my money. But it's like, dude, don't put money in. You can't afford to lose. Right. It's just like it's like gambling. Like if yeah. you win money just just and you want to keep gambling, just gamble the money you won. Don't yeah. gamble. Well, that that was the big thing with lottery. Like the lottery yeah. in, in Tennessee, 
Like they were in the beginning, they were trying to get where you could buy the lottery on credit cards also. Yeah. And they it just keeps on getting shot. They're like, no, you know, we, people are going to be in so much debt. Give me, give me five $100 things, you know, use my card. So they finally were able to get it to, they finally approved it only for cash purchases with the lottery. Right. But you always see the people playing the raw lottery. Like I see them and I'm like, man, like I see you playing this lottery every single time I'm in this account. Like, do you yeah. ever, I asked one lady, I was like, do you, how much money have you won? She's like, like altogether. I was like, how long have you been playing the lottery? And she's like, since we had it in Tennessee, I think it's now been like 15 or maybe 20 years or something like that. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And she told me she's won like $30,000. And the I'm total like, from like yeah. Years. And you're like, man, man, that's a lot. all at once. So. Yeah. I'm just thinking in my head. It's like, but how much have you spent? Like, right. you know, like, damn. You have to keep like a tally going. Yeah. I know. It's like one of those things on, yeah. Like I just, like I'll go and I'll play. Like if even if I go to like a casino or something, I'm like, this is the only amount of money I'm going to spend. And after it's gone, like I'm, that's it. Like if I win something, then I stop immediately, and then I'm just like, I'm not. I can't do anymore. <laughs> like just continue, I guess. So I think they feed yeah. into that though, because they, they, you know, like when you come back from the casino or you're going somewhere where a casino's up, they always have the billboards. Like if you have a problem, obviously they don't yeah. give a fuck. You have a problem because they're ta- they want to take your fucking money. Yeah. yeah, but I mean they feed into that thing that people just don't know when to tab out. They don't know when to cash out. They're always think it's the next one. They're they're chasing that fucking high. Yeah, right. It's I'm like, sure it's a big science to it. You know, oh, like, like they always say that the house always wins. And like, you know, there's like, it's been proven that like the way they set things up in like in a bar, a restaurant, a casino, like there's a reason it's set up like that because scientifically you're going to spend more money and you're going to drink more. So when you drink more, you're going to buy more. I mean, you're going to spend more money. Like at Buffalo Wild Wings, they painted the back of their bars a certain red color because they saw... Um, that people when they were sitting at the bar they spent more like because of that color. Oh yeah, people, so yeah, yeah color, so, color like plays a big big part in people's like if they're gonna stay somewhere, go somewhere. Like they use that as like a psycho like a psychological. Yeah, you know, like it's switch. it's it's amazing. It's it's crazy that they're preying on the people, right? But like you never think mm-hmm. about it because every time I see this remodel, like we see remodels and stuff like or whatever restaurant or stuff like. But why are they redoing it? Right. Like, you like know, what's but, the... Yeah. Like, when, like, Sam's or Costco will re- redo their shelves and they move stuff all over the store. But why? Like, well, we know why, where like everything what? is, you know? Like, yeah. Right, so why are you making... Because, oh, because you want us to walk... It's like Ikea. Like, they move stuff all the time, so you have to walk through the whole store to, like, get to the last thing you want. What do you need? I need pillowcases. Oh, well, they're at the very end of the store, yeah. but you can't get there <laughs> unless you walk through the entire store. And it's like a maze. Yeah. And then you're, like, going around in the maze. So yeah, it's like one of those, you know, very psychological. It there it's psychological marketing, I feel like. They, well, it's they like they doing. even say like for cereal, they put the kids' eyes uh like on cereal, they put like the cartoon eyes down by kid level so it yeah. attaches with the kid. It's not for the right, parent, it's for the kid to want to see it. Yeah. So it's like they they mind fuck us all, man, on everything. And they have, and you know, and you know, the art, like art, the art part of that actually comes into it because you know you got to think about all those things that like people don't really realize. This is very also very fascinating to me. The things that like I think we talked about Fiverr earlier because you know you get you get what you pay for. So like if you're like, you know, you kind of want, 
you know, something really quick, like Fiverr is great because you talk about your logo. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, later on you can get it because, you know, if you get what you pay for. So it's kind of like the same thing. Like people don't realize how much artists touch everything mm-hmm. yeah. that you're buying. So like the cereal box, like somebody created those little cinnamon toast crunch dudes. Somebody, I mean, somebody had to draw those. Yeah. So they're like on a box everywhere. So you have to kind of think about like, you know, like Lucky Charms. Somebody created that little character and he's been the character since I was a child. Yeah. So like it's the branding. So you really have to think about like, you know, artists really do like contribute to like all of like the marketing of everything of how, you know, stuff set up the colors, like, you know, the color flow and uh, restaurants or color flow and hotels and, you know, just the aesthetics of everything. So I think it's, it's super like, weird to think that people are like, Oh, we don't want to spend money on the arts. We want to take away money from arts and education and spend it on whatever else they want to football. spend it on. Football. Yeah. Right. You know, they always get money football. Football. Yeah. football. And I'm like, but like somebody has to create the logos and all this stuff for the football team. Like you're literally discounting everything that, you know, could have been, you know, made a lot better. Cause I'm personally, <clears throat> this is a personal opinion. I don't really like the minimalist look of like, you know, everything's like gray and black and like, like, like not like there's no, like nobody has a color for anything or like, you know, they're like going down, they're taking all the uniforms down to where like the uniforms used to be like really, you know, flashy or whatever. They're like just like black and gray and white. Now I'm starting to see a new theme and I'm like, what happened to all the, like, where's the color going in my life? I'm very upset about it. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I keep seeing more and more, even like uh, interior designers are doing that. They're like gray and white and, you know, just beige. And I'm like, what? I don't want anything to be beige. Just stop. <laughs> like, why does it have to be beige? So, you know, I think it's color theory is definitely a thing that I think goes into our everyday lives and you don't even realize like the art. Uh, yeah. And it's also, it. oh, sorry, my bad. And it's also no, like, you know, like on the cereal boxes and stuff like that, how many renditions did that artist create? until they finally right. approved one. I mean, it could have been 20, 30, 100 yeah. before they, oh, yeah. this, this, this box tested the best. We're going to go with this one, you know, like whatever right. it is, like all these products, like before they, we see them in the store, they go through so much like packaging and stuff like that. So many trials before they finally approve one. Right. And it's really crazy to me too. Like, cause I know it's like working. This is just from like me working where I work and, you know, I get a lot of, uh, can you create this for me? I'm like, sure. Great. What are you looking for? And then it's like, they don't know. <laughs> like, they're like, just, uh, I mean, we want to get this message across and I'm like, great, but do you want it to like, do you want it to be flashy? Do you want it to have a QR code? Do you want it to have the logo? Like, do you want, like, what do you want? Like, I can't, I mean, if you're just letting me go in blind, I can create something for you. Great. But then, if I give it back to you, don't be like, this is not what I'm looking for when you gave me <laughs> nothing. You literally gave me nothing to go on. So then it, that's really a lot of the stuff that like I go through, I know as like a, doing design work and doing like logos and stuff. Sometimes people know what they want. And that's great. I, I love that when they like come in and they're like, I need a logo for a 5k. Oh, perfect. Like I let me, I can run with that. Cause it's literally like a run. So it's like, a, it's like a, I can do that. But or if they have color, like branding colors that they want. They're like, no, I don't know. Just make something. I'm like, what? It's <laughs> just like going blind. Like, give me an idea of what's the goal. Like, I need to know what your, what the outcome that you want is. So, you know, if you just want people to see it and read it, that's different than you want people to interact with it. Right. Like have a reaction to what you're doing. 
Yeah, it's like Matt. We had Matt Tam. He's a uh, seven a.m. seven a.m. Creations on Instagram, and uh, he was saying like when he worked for uh, V Friends, they were like, "Oh, we just want to do something cool and hip." And he's like, "What the fuck does that mean, man? I need something more than just <laughs> that." Tangible. I think I know. I think I follow him on Instagram because he was like he does. Doesn't he do like the what's the style called? I forget I the remember. It's, it's like the old, yeah. old old way they used to draw and stuff, like Betty Boop yeah. era and stuff like that. Uh, yes, yeah, like the yeah. Betty Boop era. I really love that. Kind of like I almost almost wanted to call it like you know like the old circus, the mm-hmm. creepy spooky circus stuff. I love that style, and I think he he draws in that style, and I just I really like it a lot. So, but yeah, I didn't he realize y'all said, interviewed him. I'm gonna have to listen to that one. Yeah, he even said like, uh, no, actually, it was Raul. I had told Raul. I said. I want you to get a website built for this charity that we're working on. And he's like, man, the guy was like, what do you want done? And Raul's like, I don't know. And it's like, the guy's like, man, I need something, man. I can't just throw out a thin air. I'm not in your head. Like, give me some type of like background or like uh, colors you want or anything. So I, I get where you're coming from on that. That'd be frustrating. Like you're not in the person's head. Then you do all this work and they're like, that's not what I wanted. You know, what's what's actually been easiest for me is because I'm a visual person and I think a lot of times a lot of other people are also visual people and they just don't realize it. So like what I like to do is say, send me stuff you like, Mm. send me a photo, like show me what you like, show me what you hate. But like and it could be an internal website. I don't even care. It could just be it could be a website that's at the same company. You say, I like this. I hate this. I don't like this because of whatever. That way I know like what more you're looking for. Or like if I ask somebody something like for a design wise, like, do you want it to be eight and a half by 11? Do you need it to be 11 by 17? Does it need to be on a four paper? Like it's like so many questions that, you know, the more information you can get, especially like visually, I'm always like, show me a flyer you like, show me a flyer you hate. So then I can, like yeah. it's easier for me to like look or show me a logo you like and show me a logo you hate that way i know kind of the differentiation of what visually they're looking for because a lot of times people just don't know i think when they're working with artists and designers it's hard for them because i think as creatives we kind of want to be able to just be told do this and run and whatever you do is going to be approved and that's not always correct you know you're not always going to get everything approved yeah so like you said everything has to go through like all the facets of you know especially if you're working with a corporation or like a marketing department for a big place like that they want to make sure everything has like identity standards and you're not using random colors and you're not you know butchering the actual logo you're supposed to use and (laughs) like making it you know disproportionate by putting in putting it somewhere you're not supposed to so it's it's sometimes it's hard as a creative to really continuously be creative when sometimes your creativity is being stifled by you know other people that don't necessarily they're looking for your creative genius but not really wanting just not having the skill to do it. Yeah, that's what Matt was saying. He's like, "Man, I would draw," and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's great," but no, it's not what we want. And right, oh, like, that's great. No. No, this right, but not what we're looking for. I'm like, well, what are you looking for? Like, <laughs> I need, like, tell me what you're looking for. Like, do you want this or do you want this? Do you want like a postcard or do you want a fly? Like, it's so many questions. So, and yeah, it's it does get like frustrating sometimes. But all in all, I just have to say that I'm happy that I get to do something creative at a full time job and still have my creative outlet, you know, on the back end too. Just have 
you know, be an artist and have my studio at home and be able to paint. So do you good. plan on doing any prints of your work? Oh, I do. I sell oh, you do of prints? all my work. I do sell prints of my work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I sell prints of all my work. I have stickers. I do notebooks. I do hand embellished prints. Um, I really want to do a coloring book. Somebody mentioned to me doing a coloring book and I feel like I should do that and I will get on that maybe. <laughs> that would be year, so cool. Yeah. Like to, to like yeah. have my artwork and because a lot of my artwork starts as drawings and I just do the base drawing on actual paper mm-hmm. and I take a, either scan it in or take a photo of it. And then, you know, if I do it digitally, then I'll just trace over the work I've already drawn because it's mine. So I can trace over it. Um, but you know, but I do uh, sell prints and I've just gotten into like starting to do like weird ass like drawings um, that I've done in the past and I've started to make them prints. So what was the uh, inspiration between the tentacle banana? Bananacle. <laughs> um, I, I kind of got on the, you know what? I don't know. To be honest with you, that may have been an edible day. I don't know. <laughs> what was going on. I don't know what's going on. I, and I just kind of like went on a tangent. I, I think I did. What else was there? There was bananacle. And then I did moonacle. There was like, you know, I did like the moon with tentacles on it. And I just kind of got into this like tentacle and bone kind of thing where I was just drawing like all sorts of weird stuff, which is, I like drawing weird shit. I think people like weird shit, but, um, I know TikTok likes weird shit. I'll tell you that. Do you, uh, would you ever do like coffee mugs? Absolutely. Um, I actually looked into doing uh, coffee mugs and I want to do, I think bananacle would be a really great um, pattern for like swim trunks. Cause that's hilarious. <laughs> and so I'm looking at to do like a pattern, like, you know, to do uh, you know, fabric pattern uh, would be fun to do as well. But uh a lot of my digital stuff is a lot easier for me to do because I don't have to bring anything with me besides, you know, my tablet. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, when you're a traditional artist and you, you're so used to sketching and you have to like, you know, carry a sketchbook and carry all your pencils and all that stuff with you. It's always sometimes like a job and then digital art came, you know, with having, you know, all of the technology that we have now with your phone, you can just draw stuff now on your iPad and take that with you instead of having to, pack up your entire studio to go somewhere and paint. So would you ever doing, I'm looking on your site right now. Do you do clothes too? Like on shirts? I would love to do that. That's something I've looked into is to doing, uh, you know, like sweatshirts mm-hmm. or, you know, sw- I thought the swim trunks just because like banana coal was hilarious and people seem to think it's like kind of outside the box. And then, you know, my UFOs and all that. So I would absolutely look into doing all that. And I think, I started a, I can't remember, it was like a third party, you know, printmaking, but I was actually going to look into somewhere local to like do some screen printing to see if I could get it screen printed, which I think would probably be better than, you know, hiring just like a big company to do it. If I could do work with somebody local, that would be preferable, I think. But absolutely. And like do a mug or do, you know, uh, Mouse pads, stuff like that, that people can use. Yeah, because I got a uh, that you know that guy Harlan Williams. Yes, he um he does like draws on on t shirts, and yeah. he had a one where he had uh, death eating life cereal, 
And I got that on one of his coffee mugs. I, I bought that, and I thought that was really cool. It's one of his prints that he, you know, obviously did on the shirt, but then he put it on the, the mug, too. Yeah. But, yeah, they, I think it's another thing with that is, like, because we always have to go through a third party because I'm mm-hmm. not, I couldn't put it on a mug by myself, so I'd have to do that. So it's just finding the right company. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I I do stickers and I get those through sticker app. They've just been like the absolute best company to get stickers through my personal opinion, but I will till the day I die say that. So, and they're not paying me anything to say that. I just, <laughs> I just prefer their stickers over other sticker joints that I've used, but. Um, Have you used Sticker Mule? No, I haven't used Sticker Mule. I uh, feel like, I think I got samples from them. And the reason that I went with sticker app is because they had more options for like, they had like uh, a background, glitter background or oh, holographic cool. background or something like that. It's where sticker app was just at the time. They may have more now, but the time when I was looking, they just had like the solid white background. So I kind of try to make a lot of my stickers a little bit different than um, normal. I know I should probably sometimes just reel it in because people don't always want like crazy, <laughs> like crazy colors and stuff, but. I just, I think it's fun to like see what people have and what it looks like when you make it just a little bit different outside the box. How did you get the skateboards done? So the skateboards were a thing that one of my friends pushed me to do while we were working. And she was like, I would love for you to put your stuff on skateboards. And so I just kind of looked up like doing custom skateboards and CCS actually popped up as doing custom. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to them and actually just, uh, I created them and uh, just ordered them through CCS. And those are actually hanging now in, um, it's a dive bar in Tennessee, actually, in Johnson City, Tennessee. Oh, where really? I, yeah, I used to live over that way. It's called the Hideaway. And uh, they're like a venue for like bands and stuff. So it's a little bar, a little dive bar. I love it. And so they have it hanging on the wall. They've got a bunch of skateboards there. So, so you just There's send them your work there. and then they'll just print it out? <clears throat> Yeah, so I just, uh, you can actually do it all online. So on ccs.com, you can do a custom skateboard. Mm-hmm. And then you just, uh, you have to format the artwork, obviously, on whatever pr- Photoshop or Procreate or Illustrator, whatever you use, because um, it has to be specific, you know, dimensions. And then after that, um, you send it to them and they, I mean, they pump those out really fast. And I got, I got those um, pretty quickly and it was a quick turnaround time and it was pretty affordable too. So yeah. Cause we had this guy, he uh, was it manic skates. Yeah. Manic skate. Um, he does custom skateboards and oh, nice. I had asked him because when I first found him on Instagram, I was like, bro, this is so cool. Can you make me one with our, like the podcast logo? And I sent him the logo, you know, obviously he just yeah. looked at it and he was like, unfortunately, man, I'm too little to, to able to do that, but I'm sure there's people out there you can get it from. Yeah, and, so you could definitely like yeah. just do a vinyl wrap. I'm on I'm on I'm on that site right now that you just said. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna get one ordered for us. Yeah, do that. And then I'll um I'll order one. I can order those. I don't have those on my website. I should put them on my website. Um, because they were great quality. They were absolutely stunning quality. And they they it comes with like the grip tape, so I normally told them to keep it off the grip tape, like just leave it off. Cause I didn't know if people were going to, I wasn't going to use them for that at the time. So I should put those in my shop cause the turnaround time was pretty good, but they were super easy to work with. I even had to reach out to their like custom order people a couple of times and they were super responsive. So um, I think they're in Seattle there, uh, but they shipped it to me. Everything came perfect. And 
yeah, I think skateboards are really cool. I'd like to paint some skateboards. I just haven't been able to find like, I guess I just need to reach out to a company and get some wooden skateboards that are not, you know, they don't have anything on them. So I don't have to sand them down. So that would be fun too, to just be able to, you know, paint directly on the skateboard. I know people have done that in the past, but I'm sure they've worked with specific skateboard companies to get the, you know, wood grain one without having all the, you know, lacquer and stuff all over it. So, yeah, but, it's really cool, man. Like, I, cause I was, I, after we talked to him, I was thinking about that, but I didn't ever actually look into it. And then I just happened to see your post right there. Yeah. So yeah, I have, uh, yeah, I got those three done and I thought my friend was like, I'd love to see your stuff on skateboards. Cause I feel like it's like a thing that people would really love. And I was like, you might be right. And so I did it and I had a little bit of like feedback on it, but nobody ever actually asked to like, Hey, when are you going to put these online? And I was like, okay, great. Well, so, I mean, maybe if I put them on there, they would, or, yeah. but, um, sometimes I just have to like fill it out on online first to see. So, but CCS did a great job and I, I really like them and they were easy to work with as a company. So. Yeah. Cause it's cool. You can go to somebody like that without having to invest a shit ton of money on something that may not sell. Yeah, right. and then you can get like a gauge of like what are people actually interested in this or not. Right. So it's like I had three of them, and those, um, well, two of those three that you actually see are hanging. One of them was a a gift for my husband because his legs are in it. <laughs> That's why it's fun. So he was holding, he was helping me take photos of one of my paintings, mm-hmm. and he was holding it up for me in the backyard. And you know they're big. Yeah. So and I'll send you the actual photo. I think it's on my Instagram there, but um, it's where he's holding it and. Um, I just couldn't, I didn't have the heart to crop it out because he, it looked, it was just too on point for me to crop it out. So I left his legs there and I actually sent this exact photo I sent you all. I sent it to, I sent it to a gallery. I I sent it to a gallery. That's awesome. And I said, I mean, I can send you all a better photo, but I can't, I just don't have the heart to crop the legs out because they just were too perfect. And he didn't even do that on purpose. I'm sure he was scrolling on his phone behind there while he was (laughs) just holding that for me in the sun so I could get a good photo of it. But, um, so I did, I did make that one for him for, uh, I think it was his birthday. I had it cause he was like, Oh, that's hilarious. And then I put it on a skateboard so we could hang it up in the, in the house. So it was good. It was a fun time. So what do you got? Uh, anything else coming up? Like as far as Um, projects or. Well, I'm definitely going to be finishing this guy. Hopefully by the end of the month, um, I would like to have him, I don't know if I can finish them by the end of the week, but since I have, well, the 21st is the next show. I have that opening for, uh, at Wake Forest at the women's center. And then, you know, I'm just really trying to, to be honest, what I really need to work on next is last year I started, um, you know, the inktober, everybody does inktober. Can I even say that? Cause I feel like that guy was like having a meltdown when people were using his hashtag without permission. What <laughs> is this? It's called inktober and people normally did, um, 30 they drew for 31 days in october every day you have to draw something new right so on tiktok i have more of them than on instagram because i started a series of doing um so i started cryptober since people were like doing the anti-inktober they were doing so i did cryptober and i started drawing all the cryptids and then halfway through because i was also working full-time i like got really busy and then i couldn't finish them so i stopped on number 14 so I've got like a few more cryptids to do. So I feel like I'm going to jump back in there and try to, you know, do the remaining days of Cryptober from 2021. So, um, but I did up to 14 and they're all posted on my TikTok. So 
I have like I have to do the Loch Ness monster is next, and then Jackalope. But yeah, TikTok's been better to me than Instagram. But Instagram, you could change that anytime from any of my posts. <laughs> Dude, I just don't. I don't understand what they're doing. It's like they fucked up their own app. Like it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it just because I know they tried to be like TikTok, and that made a lot of people upset. And it's just like, yeah. just stick with pictures, man. That's what you were big with, but. That's what it was. I think that people kind of got tired of the whole, like, I love those photos. Like, I think somebody did an actual gallery show of this where they took the Instagram photo, but then they would like show the background of what it really looked like. Mm -hmm. Like not just the photo itself, which is perfect. But then like the chaos in the background happening around it mm. where like you could have one square look like so perfect and your life is like perfect. And then it was like you, you like pan out to the bigger picture and it's just like a chaotic shit show of like <laughs> in the background where you're like, yeah. where you're like, this is really not how it is. Right. Yeah. So I think so. I can't remember who that was, but um, I have to look up that artist, but I remember it, it was very, it stuck in my mind where it was like, you know what? You're so right. And I think people just kind of got tired of those having to have like the perfect shot and have everything look perfect. And I think that's another reason my Instagram hasn't been like, you know, big with people is because aesthetically, if you look at it, it's kind of like all over the place, but <laughs> you know, it's all art. So it's all art that I've done previously or years ago or, you know, and you know, recently, but I think the more that I post or like branch out, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll come, <laughs> but you never know. Have you collaborated with, uh, with any other artists? Um, I have a lot of artist friends that I like speak to, but a lot of times it's hard to collaborate with other artists because they're either not in your area or, you know, your styles are so much different, but I'm not opposed to ever collect, not, you know, I love to collaborate with people. I think it's fun to learn from other artists and figure out. But sometimes when you get in a big group of artists, one of them always needs to have like the, the light. power. <laughs> the light. And so it's kind of like, no, well, I don't want to do that. Like instead of, you know, like for me, I think it would be great. Um, something that they do here locally is um, it's a local gallery called Delurk Gallery. And I think I'm just creepy enough to have my stuff posted there. They always tend to like, you know, take my work if I submit every now and then. But uh, two of the artists there, Dane Walters and Chad Baroth, they did like, I don't want to call it like a two-faced thing, but it was like, I can't remember what they actually called it, but Dane like paints really, really creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, people with melting faces and like, you know, kind of like the more spooky, gross, you know, grotesque, like horror stuff. And then like Chad is very, he's, he's just very different. Like he paints like, you know, more freely and more, you know, he's very, um, I don't want to call it, he's not minimalist, but like, he's very like outside the box as well, but he's, I just love them. They just have two very different styles. And so they, one would paint half of a face and the other would paint the other half. Oh, wow. And so they would not see what they look like <laughs> until they put it together at the show. Mm -hmm. So like they would do like Yoda, they just pick like random people be like Yoda or like, you know, Freddy Krueger or like whatever. They just pick a person and then like to see, who had one side of the face versus the other and then had them together. It was like the coolest thing ever. So I think that would be really great cool. to do a collab like that or something. But like when you're doing a collab and it's, you know, you're painting on the same thing. It's kind of hard to do if you're, you know, not in the same area or on the same, you know, trying to meet the same goal. Now, like do if you're you, doing a mural or something. 
do you have like any of your artist friends that like will share your stuff on their story or on their wall or their yeah their i do feed? i have a bunch of artist friends that like they'll um you know share their stuff on their stories and stuff on instagram and um i super appreciate that always so uh but they'll share or if i tag somebody they always share and i think that's really great i think that's why i really love social media too because it's actually brought me to like a group of artists that i still speak to you mm. know that i wouldn't have necessarily met had it not been for social media so, i mean um but they're they're a great group of people like i love them a lot so and they're all different styles and they live all over the place you know but yeah i just wish that like with social media they would i wish the likes would transfer to engagement or follows not just likes right, right. Like, not just likes you can, i mean i guess if you're just looking for attention that's good but i think most people that are creative are looking to have those people come back to their stuff, not yeah. just see right. it that one time. Right. See, like to have, like, I know it's like followers doesn't mean you're going to sell things or anything. I mm-hmm. think it's just more about exposure. Yeah. Like for me, I just want my art to be in the world because mm-hmm. I think it's important. Like, I just think, feel like it's important for all artists to want to, you know, like I, you want people to see your art. That's why you create it. Like, or I hope that's why you create it. So like you want people to see it. So put it out there. And the more followers you have, the more people see that instead of like, and it's not really about the money or having the money come in. It's more about like, I want people to see my art and be able to enjoy it instead of just, you know, interacting with it for like double click and peace out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want them to be like, yeah. But, um, cause I follow like nothing but a lot of the artists. I follow artists and stuff. I try not to follow, you know, uh, you know, cats and dogs and all that stuff, <laughs> all those cute, cute animals <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I think it's hard too when you're creative. And again, the pressure to not just create, but to also record every single thing you're doing. Yeah, because then it would like becomes like a job. You're like, oh man, I gotta yeah. do this today. I gotta post like five TikToks today or this week. Or oh something. yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> oh man. Like we, the the um, this company called Paint Memphis. This yesterday they just did a thing here in town, or this one area in town where. They brought in artists from all over the country, and I think one guy was from like out of the country also, or maybe it was a lady. But like they each got like a side of a building in this neighborhood, and they got to paint a mural on there. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, I'll I'll find like as they're posting them, they're uploading them. You know, yeah. I'll send them to you, and like if they do it again next year, I'll like. I'm going to send like your name to them or something. I'm, I'm not friends with them. I talk do to that. them. I would I, yeah. love to do that. I talk to them every now and then on social media, you know, and because uh, I asked the, uh, the guy that's in charge to come on the podcast, you know, and he's like, man, we just got this big event coming. I, I don't have time right now, but, yeah. you know, maybe later down, down the line for sure. I was like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in touch. And like, it, it's just badass. Like they take like this old building Boom, and now it's a badass picture or whatever, yeah. and you, and it's the artist gets to do whatever they want on the bit on the on the, right. on the you know. And, and you know, I think doing murals and stuff like that really enhances a lot of places like downtown, like whether you're downtown up to it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you are, like in Memphis, in you know North Carolina, South, anywhere you are, all over. The, like I know for a fact that like if you go in and you see a big mural like that, you're going to be like engaged with it. Like, oh, for sure, because it's it's you're beautifying something. You know, it's not like you know, tagging or graffiti or whatever. Yeah. But I've seen some graffiti though. I'm not going to say that's not art because I feel like I've seen some graffiti before and I'm like, I mean, that's badass. It's yeah. pretty good. I like it. And then, yeah. So, 
I think it's, I think that's great. Cause I really do feel like it enhances spaces that you yeah. might not otherwise notice. And if it's just like a building that there is no, you know, inclination of what's in the building, it can also help, you know, if there's a business in there, yeah. it can like help, you know, bring attention to that business as well. So I think it's important to have, you know, all the artists and I think murals are a great way to, you know, get, you know, visually to get people to interact with your business and interact with you, uh, you know, just in general, but that'd be awesome. I would love to yeah, for sure. hear more about that. Um, yeah. like my friend, uh, Alex, she has, um, I figure what kind of dog it is, but every August she so in July, she'll go around the city, find new murals that have been done, and mm-hmm. she'll put her dog out there in an in a Elvis costume and uh, take a picture in front of the mural with the dog, like with all of the dog, you know. And every year for the past like five years, she's done that every August till, till Elvis's birthday. And, yeah. and like she's done, I think, like what, 50 pictures now of different murals across the city and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Really yeah. Cool. That is really cool. I told her, I was like, I was like, you got to make this into a book, like a coffee book or something. Yeah. They do something kind of like that here where they have like one big wall downtown and every year, I think it's yearly. Maybe it's like, I don't know if it's yearly or every, I think it's yearly that you can apply to be one of the artists to go and do the mural. So um, basically they just paint over the murals every year and then new artists get to come in. So you have to kind of like, obviously you got to pitch that to the uh, art for art's sake department downtown or whoever, whoever's hosting it. And then, you know, they see if they like your idea and if it's a good fit for, you know, having having that mural up on the wall. But they section it off. So it's like one big wall. But each person gets like, you know, six feet, you know, six feet by six feet. And then you could paint whatever it is you told them you were going to paint. So that's really cool, too, because then you get, you know, you can interact with it, take photos. And every year it's different. So it keeps people engaged. So they're not just looking at the same thing. <clears throat> what uh, what's is your obsession with skulls? How did do we? Bring that up or gel talk about that before we started. Uh-uh. No, I think um, to be honest with you, I really don't know where that came from. If it just came from like maybe my love of like the criminal justice side and like kind of getting, you know, a, more in tune with like the eventuality, everybody's fate, mm-hmm. like, cause everybody's going to have a fate. And yeah. even in all of mythology and all these books that I was reading, you know, the fate of the characters, what you're worried about, like what's happening in the book or like what's happening in the story. Like how do these gods go from being a God or being, uh, you know, these omnipotent beings and then suddenly they're dead. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you would think like, that's not a thing that was going to happen. So I think that really it just came with, um, maybe the inevitability of life and just, you know, kind of looking at everything as far as, you know, is it going to be a giant meteor or are we just going to kill ourselves on the earth? Like, I don't, (laughs) like, I don't know if it's going to be like global warming or giant, giant meteor, but so it's kind of like one of those things where you have to kind of look at it just to kind of drown, like ground me into remembering that, you know, life is short and you really, if you, if I want to, be an artist and paint, I need to do that. So I can be that and not sit down and be, you know, however, however old I might make it to 84 and be like, I wish I would have painted more or X, Y, Z. No, I think it's just about maybe the inevitability of life and kind of chalking it up to doing what you love and remembering to do what you love. So but and if you think about it, I think a lot of times too, I always kind of try to say, 
you know, as people, we always are being divided or we always have like this division, I think. And I, and I think that the skulls kind of help me to remember we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always tell people like we like, all have one. We all have like we're all this, right? Like we all have this. So, yeah, it's a, it's a commonality among every human that, you know, we have we're a skeleton and that's what it boils down to. I mean, we're more than that, obviously, you know, we have, you know, we're conscious beings and everything, but as far as, you know, the commonality, we're all going to die and we're all, and we're all yeah. like, we all have a skeleton. So you kind of have to look at it. Like if you start from a broader range and then narrow it down, I think it kind of becomes more of a relatable thing. And I know that, you know, not every person is going to like, you know, and I tell everybody that I'm like, I know not everybody's going to be into my art and that's fine with me because mm-hmm. not everybody has to be. And that's cool. So, yeah, I'm looking but, at this table on this table. I think I have like at least six. I got this one. I got this in oh, Mexico. I love that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. I like that guy. My buddy got me this for uh, my birthday. Ooh, I love that one. And then that my one friend, like- she got me this for my birthday, too. Oh, I like that one too. Ooh, you so, could like put a plant in that one. I have actually. Somebody gave me a yeah. plant one out. It's you said, you're like, oh, it's dead. I threw it away. I got this like, one. Oh, I like that ball cap one. That's I awesome. got this. I saw this guy and I, man, I, I'm, I don't want to pay the one. money. Oh yeah, I forgot. I got this uh, crocodile. Oh, I like that crocodile. Hey, croc. Look at that guy. But uh, I saw this guy. Man, he makes these things. That, uh, he's on. He's on Instagram. Let me see if I, I'll send it to you. But he makes coffee mugs, and I saw them on Etsy. But they're like so expensive, man. But it's so fucking cool looking. Are they like? Are they like the? They look like a skull. Yeah, it's like ceramic. Yeah. And he, I was like the other day, I was like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna buy it." And I saw it was sold out, so I messaged him and I was like, "Hey, man, are you gonna get them back in stock again?" He's like, "Yeah, but this one I'm gonna have like a bone handle." Uh, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna follow this guy. I'm like writing down all these people's names that you mentioned, yeah. like Manic, Manic Trevor, Skates. Trevor yeah, James that, Foster is his name, but I'll send it to you right now. On um, oh, perfect. I love that. But yeah, it's like and, that. It's, I just love creative people, man. Like to take your time to do something cool is is just like awesome. Like my whole thing is like when you have your idea in your head and you can put it on pen to paper or like make it a reality. That's like the coolest thing ever. Because like when I got the original logo done. Like I said, it was just to get it done because I needed something, but it yeah. was still the guy kind of took what I had in my head. Cause I, I, I drew it out and I, I, I sent it over uh, via text and he's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. It was a fiber guy. And then I uh, talked to my buddy's friend and I was like, Hey man, I want to do something a little bit better for like a shirt or something. And then he's like, okay, what's your idea? And I was like, well, I want kind of this, what I had before, but I want to put a skull in it somewhere. Cause I love skulls. He's like, yeah, I can do that. Sure. You put that over, please. And then um, when it came out, I was like, man, this is fucking perfect. This is exactly what I want. It's like it's like we were connected without even being connected. It's just, yeah. it's just crazy how art works and how people. Yeah, think. it really is. Because it, it is really like a thing that brings people together. Because if you can find your people. And that's how I felt when I joined TikTok. I felt like I found my people. Like, you know, because we all had the commonality of not just art, but being artists and being artists on social media at all levels. And it's to, it's just so different to like have this community. It's almost like a comic con. I feel like that's a comic con, like the you know convention com- community. Yeah, totally. Like 
and I've never done a Comic-Con. I haven't ever gone, but my, I think my brother is actually the one. He's like, we should just go to like Artist Alley. And I'm like, that's so much pressure, bro. So much pressure. Cause <laughs> then you're like, then you know, I'm like sitting there next to Kyle Stark and I'm like, bro, he created Rick and Morty. Like I can't just sit next to this guy <laughs> yeah. and pretend that I'm like fucking great. Like, what are you talking about? Nope. Can't do it. You know, like Bob camp. I met Bob camp at a comic con. He created Ren and Stimpy and I bought a, uh, an animation cell from Nickelodeon from Bob camp that was signed by him. Oh, that's and cool. It was, yeah. So I have a Ren and Stimpy one and I was like, I can't, I just can't fucking believe that I got to meet him. You know what I mean? It's like, you just like see these things as a kid and you like watch this stuff and you have all this in your, in, in your brain. And you're like, I love these people. And you get to meet them in real life. You're like, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. But yeah, my brother's been like, well, just, you know, do artist alley, share this, do this. And I'm like, oh, God, this pressure, <laughs> like the pressure will just be so much for me. So to have everything like done and perfect to make sure you're set up and do an artist alley. But I do think that art brings people together and I think it's in more, in more ways than we realize that we don't really acknowledge, I guess, you know, like the marketing and. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, like, like you, everything you eat and drink or you wear is somebody, like you said, had designed that piece. Yeah. It's just not like most people are just walking around, you know, naked. (laughs) naked. Right. Right. Even the art that you buy like bed, bath and beyond. And not that I would, say that any artist needs to do this but like you know that came from somewhere yeah. some artist somewhere painted that and bed bath and beyond was like hey bro i want to put this on you know let's can we print this on 78 million canvases and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah oh, i forgot i got this one too. Mean, yeah and this one and this one. Oh, i got oh that's rad i like that one where it's got like the skull inside of the yeah, i have skull. like two like other that. ones they're called like jaguar warriors oh i love that they're fucking cool i got oh, the, like you've got like a whole yeah, I'm obsessed. Man. I have quite <laughs> a few. So, like, I always say that I'm that person. Like, I have, I'll have to like send you all some photos, but like, I will leave, I'll find Halloween decorations that I like that you can leave out because you can't tell, like, you know, if they, you just hide them in your everyday decor and I just leave them out all the time. <laughs> so, I like decorate them for Christmas and put like Santa hats on them and shit. Like, oh, I don't yeah. Care. Yeah, so I'll do that. I'll just leave them out all the time. Like, I think I use one of those skulls that I have. It's kind of like just a bust like you have, and I have my headphones on it for my gaming headphones and stuff. I just leave them over there. Oh, my dog wanted to say hello. I think she's in here. (laughs) Saying hello. Sorry. Say hello, Zoe. You're barking at the neighbor's dog. So, um, but yeah, I think art just like touches so many people, and you don't even realize that it is you know, art, but if you start thinking about every single thing that you touch and you buy, like the marketing, all that, like it's, it's crazy. And people don't really see that as art, but it is. Yeah. A lot of times people don't really think about it. And I'm like, look, you want to get, you know, you want to say like, I don't want to pay an artist this much for this. And I'm like, that's just their price. I don't think you can like, maybe you just, that's not in your price range and that's okay. You can find somebody else, but yeah. I mean, you're paying for their time, you know? Yeah. It's not just time, but it's and and the creativity, and you know, also like everything they have to use, and you know, I totally I get it, I understand um, why why it can get frustrating for a lot of artists, but you know, who knows? Hopefully, in years to come, everybody will see the (laughs) see like every how like art really touches every single thing, and I don't know how you get into the big art world, but I do follow all of the like you know art basil people and all mm-hmm. that like, um, you know i don't even know how you get invited to that but that's like a thing that i've always wanted to go to down in miami i think they always have it in miami but 
Uh, I don't even know how you get invited to those things. Like who has to find you? I don't know how, I don't even know how that happens. Like I watched uh, a YouTube video or whatever. I saw a clip the other day and these guys like, this is how you get into events that you're not allowed to go into. And they just, they literally just had a ladder. They were carrying like a surf, like a ladder, like a 10 foot ladder. One had one on one end and other one had the other end. And they just walked right past security and everything. Like, yeah, they called us the thing in, uh, the guys, oh like, my oh, gosh, they, like, the guys like, go ahead, go. And these are like, they didn't say what events it was, you know, but like, they seem like really big events. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, so they're, yeah. They're like sneaking into like the Grammys. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just here with a ladder. <laughs> I mean, I just need to change the light bulbs. Like, in the hey, that's what I'm saying. Problem. Maybe you could just do that. Like, hey, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here to check here. on the, here. uh, here's my yeah, stuff. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> here's my stuff. Cause I know like everybody always has a meltdown about whatever sells for the most there at Art Basel, like the guy that taped the banana on the wall. Oh God. Or whatever. And all that. So, I mean, you know, it's stuff like that where I, I understand where artists get frustrated, but to be honest, like I almost wonder, I mean, I never saw an interview with that guy, but I almost wonder because I was putting it in my brain. I'm like, okay, Farah, why would you do that? And if it were me, I would have absolutely done that shit had I like procrastinated and been like, I don't fucking have one thing for this. <laughs> like, like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, I'm literally like, this is going to be the end of my entire career. What am I going to do? And then to just do something like that outlandish, like makes complete sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I mean... I would totally have been like sitting in my hotel room, like looking at bananas and being like, I'm going to tape this to the wall. Like, I, <laughs> I just feel like it's like one of those things where you're like, okay. It's a gutsy yeah, we're person. Just gonna do this. Yeah. Just to like try it. But who knows? I don't know how you get into that art world, but I follow a lot of art critics too. On like, I probably shouldn't do that, but you know, it's not like they always have nice things to say, but you know, I do. Like they I do say, watch them and, art is subjective though. That like, it is. It is. So, it is really subjective, I think, for every single person. So that's why I'm like art critics. I'm like, we really gonna take you seriously because art's subjective. So yeah. what you like might not be what somebody else likes, and you all may have hated, you know, this person who's now super famous. Who knows? I don't know. But it's weird. Like over time, like things can become palatable. Like yeah. stuff that wasn't hot is hot now, or stuff that came out of style is st- in, style. in style yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. it's weird how we go up and down it's like ebbs and flows of everything yeah i just went where did i go i don't remember where i was was it urban outfitters i can't remember i think it was urban outfitters and i went in there and they just they have nirvana never mind stuff oh everywhere. really and i was like uh what I was like, I felt like I was like, I was like, how old am I? What year is it? Like, I was like, I was like, why is this in here? I was like, I didn't realize this was like a, like what was going on. It was very confusing to like go back in stores and see that like all of the stuff from me growing up is becoming. It's retro. It's like retro. So now everybody wants to wear it again. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I never gave anything away because I need to wear my actual (laughs) clothes from like 19. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll I'll just wear what I actually have here. Great. So. Yeah, oh man, where'd you get bloody. that from? Back in nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety five, like that's why it's got holes all in it. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. Like I've had it that long. Like Yeah, I have a buddy so. of mine. He uh he goes to like swap meets and thrifts uh what like uh what are the things called on um Essay on, sales? No, the things they do on Saturday, Josh what Josh does. Um anyways, oh, they go, like you go like uh yard sales and all that stuff. Well they like have like different tents where people can go sell their stuff. Um, oh, like like farmers a, markets like a flea market yeah. or something yeah. like, like a yeah. flea market, yeah, yeah, and like 
he's selling like old school t-shirts that like when we were growing up like that's what people were buying and now all the kids now want that shit mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's like why do. like what the fuck is like that was trash back then like now they're loving it though like because i was hanging out with somebody and she was saying that like mom jeans are in like all the oh, girls yeah, now want to wear absolutely. mom jeans. I saw like, some girls last night when we were out at Barware with Almon. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, I was like, dang, they're like, all out of Target. Absolutely, yeah. their mom jeans are out of Target. And I was like, you know what? Just as long as you don't bring back the really, really low rise things where we were. I was like, I'll never forget that when, like, you know, it was like the, I guess like the pop band era. Of like my, Britney like, Spears and type Britney stuff? Spears and Christina like, Aguilera. Christina Aguilera with those really low, low, low shorts. Yeah. And you had to be like stick thin. And I was like, God, just don't bring those back. I'll take mom jeans all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody was telling me uh, that, you know, like the whole Kim Kardashian era, like there was like the big butts and like the BBLs these girls are getting. And now they're saying yeah. like they don't want those anymore. So I wonder like all these women that went and got this shit done because it was a trendy <laughs> thing, like how are they feeling now? Right. Can you get like, how are you feeling about it now? Can you get a BBL taken out? Like uh, it's fat transfer. So I mean, I guess if I you, guess you could just cut it off or something. I don't know. I guess you could just go, <laughs> but it's like have a, it taken back out after it. Because don't they it, take it from like one part of your body? Yeah, and yeah. But they say that Weird. surgery is extremely dangerous. A lot of people die from that shit. Oh lord. And you can sit on your butt for like forty-five days. Yeah. I saw that on a Vice episode. Like, how are you getting back home? I guess you like. Riding in the van, you laying down on the van, like in your stomach or something. Like, and like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like, wherever you're at, it like, doesn't seem worth it to me. No, no, I, I mean, don't feel like it to each their own. If that makes them, if that makes them feel happy, go for it. But yeah, it just seems like a lot of risk and a lot of pain for a vanity thing. Yeah. And like and we like, all say, we're all going to die. So, like, do you really want this big ass? Like, is it that worth it? Like, to die, you know, in the process of getting that big ass? Right. I don't know. But, I know. I know. I agree. I just don't. I don't think. I mean, again, if they want to get if, whoever wants to get that's good for you. I'm glad you can. Glad yeah. you got the money. Glad you want to do that. Get, but like, that's not something that I. <laughs> yeah. I am interested in, and Godspeed for all of those people that have done it. Because like, I'm glad you lived through yeah. it. Because Lord knows if you're, you know. Because like, what if they get like an infection or something? Then you have to go oh. all the way back down where you got it done from. And especially if you got out of, done out of the country, how the fuck do you get back? That's what I was going to say. Like, what if you like went somewhere like, yeah, well, there's a lot of, I hear a lot of times people go to Mexico and stuff to get that stuff done. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to like do it, you know? Yeah. I saw a lot of people are going to Turkey for like their hair transplants and for teeth. They're getting their teeth done, but oh, their teeth, that. getting their teeth done. They're getting fucked up. Like it's not, it's not working out well for them. Did you see the thing on Snapchat the other day? There was a vice article like story you know or mm. thing and they were talking about the teeth people are going to mexico they're like the big there's a big endemic going on right now people from america go to mexico like all this expensive dental surgery done and oh it's like gosh. fucking them up even more than before they went because like they're just not doing their research when they're booking these you know they just yeah you know they're just going yeah they're like oh well this person has like good social media pictures so yeah exactly like, like i don't know if i'd base my life on like a good social media picture no yeah, i mean anyway. But they like, said that could be catfishing. Like, here we go. Oh, yeah. Like, they said that there was an uptick in people getting plastic surgery because of this, like Zoom calls since the pandemic. So people were having to look at themselves more. And I would imagine social media plays into that, too. Mm-hmm. 
that, you know, you're seeing pictures of yourself and then you're going to critique yourself. Cause like when you look at yourself, you're going to see your flaws, but somebody else is probably not going to notice it as much. Or if right. you're online, you're going to have some shitty person who probably will try to try to tear you down because they feel like shit. But, um, yeah, that's, it's sad that some people have to go to these links to try to feel better, you know, because they're not happy with something. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that video of where they have an artist sitting on a chair and like a person will walk by and then they'll ask the, because the artist can't see him, right? The artist asked the person that saw the person walk by, hey, tell me what they look like, like their face. I'm going to draw them. Oh, this lady had the best, you know, she this, this, that. And it was all positive stuff. Yeah. And, and then they asked the person that was being drawn, they were like, so we just want you to know this is how everybody views you. And even though they were asking like them, what's wrong with me? What do you think is wrong with your appearance? What, what do you think is wrong with your face? And they have list all, like a long list of like 10 things, you know, well, this yeah. is too big. This is too little. I look stupid. This, I look old, whatever. And then, the, and then they show them the picture of how everyone described what they looked like and how he drew them. And like, it's just a cool video. I'll have to find, I'll send it to you. And like, like obviously the person that was so hard on themselves is like crying and stuff, you know, like shocked. Yeah. How people are so positive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's nobody that's going to be harder on you than you. And I think that's, that's true. And as an artist, I can tell you, like, I know that when I sit back and I look at stuff, like I panic when people are like, yeah, we'll definitely hang this painting in our show for the gallery. And then I panic and I, I go back and look at the painting that they picked. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's like a white mark here. I've got a paint over there. But then I feel like I'm starting all over because yeah. like, they're not going to notice that, but I notice it because it's my work. And I think it's because you're looking at it as mm-hmm. a part of you. Right. So like, you're like, Oh, and so then, but typically just like, I think all artists do that. I don't know why we do it. I don't know if it's just ingrained in a creative person just to always, you know, question and over critique yourself, I guess is like obviously the thing that everybody does, but I always try to, not do that. I just like leave it alone. <laughs> like I'll like leave it alone for a while and then I'll come back to it. I'll walk away and come back or I'll ask a neutral party that like, you know, I'm like, what do you think about this? Like if I have friends or somebody come over, I'm like, how do you feel about this? Does it flow well for you? Like, how are you looking at it? Like what, what, what doesn't work? So sometimes it's good to have an outsider opinion too, but, um, but I totally understand what you're saying. And I feel like I don't think I saw that, but I think I know what you're talking about where they did this thing where they were asking somebody, how do you think you look? And then asked like their friend or person or a family member and then said, how do you think she looks? And then the drawings were totally different. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's, we're, our, we're yeah. our worst critic, man. You know, we like, really are. And we're in our head a lot of thing overthinkers. Yeah. I think that's I think lot, more people need the, the Dunning Kruger word dumb people think they're smart and smart people think they're dumb. Right. Cause like a lot of times, like dumb people, they just have like this insane confidence. Like, why are you so confident? You're stupid. <laughs> like somebody that's smarter is always questioning themselves. You're like, man, oh, is this good? Is this good enough? And like you said, you get in your head, man, if you get in your head too much, it can drive you fucking crazy. Yeah, You really will. Cause Sometimes you, gotta, you just like, got to push it away and be like, that's it. I'm just yeah, going to can't overthink it. everything. And I'm terrible at that. I have to like, that's something I always have to work on is like overthinking. Cause I'm like, I got to get out of my head about this and just do it. Mm-hmm. Like just shut the fuck up. Like tell that whatever that little voice is back there. That's like telling me everything's not, not good enough or whatever. I'm like, just shut up and do it. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Tell yourself. I know that sounds bad, but it's like, you know, I think we all have that little voice back there that's like, this is this is trash. Just light it on fire. Like, like whatever. But 
Well, knows, I don't want to take like, up too much more of your time. Um, that's fine. So I love asking this question now. I took it from Stephen Cooper, but it's uh, where do you think we go when we die? Ooh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think I like to think that maybe we don't necessarily go anywhere. Maybe we just get a new life. Maybe we're reincarnated. I don't know. Maybe we. I don't know. Maybe we're reincarnated into a new life. Maybe we do go somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what the great beyond is. I don't know if there is one. I don't know if there's heaven, hell, gods, goddesses. I don't know. I like to just leave it open. I'm all for a surprise. So yeah. let's just see. Let's just see what <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all about surprises. So let's just see. Cause you know, and that's not like saying that like anybody's, I don't want to discount anybody's, you know, faith or anything like that. And I'm glad that people do have, have faith in their religion and everything. So I, I don't know. I like to think that maybe we get to, maybe we, we relive the same life over and over. I don't know. Maybe we're the same person every time. Maybe we're different people in different times. I have no idea. I think that it's, again, I think that goes back to the whole, I think we, didn't we mention like, we'll just never know how the brain works fully. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't know. Maybe we'll just never know how life works fully. We'll never know if we go somewhere. Cause I know, like, I feel like that really goes back to the, I'll bring it around to like my cryptid thing, right? Like painting all these cryptids. I was drawing all these cryptids for uh, October and making like a tarot deck for them. But my favorite part of doing those were I was doing the research on every single cryptid. So like I was, so I could tell the story of like, where did this come from? Cause like people will be like, I saw Bigfoot. I'm like, or I saw Sasquatch. And people are like, that doesn't, and I will never discount somebody else's experience because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I'm not going to sit down and tell you you're batshit crazy because could you be sure, but you could have really seen what you saw. And regardless of whether you saw it or not, you believe you saw it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of, I kind of go back to that. It's like, what do you believe? And maybe we, when we die, we go to what we actually believe. Mm-hmm. Like if you believe you're going to go to heaven, maybe that's where you go. If you believe we're reincarnated, maybe you are. So I don't know, maybe that's a more, you know, subconscious thing. Who knows? I don't know, but I think it's definitely something that I could drive myself crazy thinking about <laughs> Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the vastness of the universe and, everything the fear of the unknown is it's wild like i always say like we we worry about where we're going but do we ever think about where we came from like yeah like no one ever really thinks about like where were you at before besides just being in your dad's balls right like um but it's crazy like you know to sit there and wrap your head around i don't know if we could even comprehend it like you said like the brain like we don't know anything i mean people can study stuff and they can be experts, you know, technically experts about it. But I always say those experts came from a novice. Like everybody right. at one time started at zero. They didn't right. know what they were doing. They were just tinkering around with shit. Yeah. And now we're at, where we're at today. So maybe in a hundred, 200 years, maybe it'll be different if people are still around. But uh, as of right now, it's all just speculation. And for anybody right. to say it's absolute, I think they're full of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah 100%. Absolutely. It's like, so, uh, I definitely agree with that. It can't be like 100% one way or the other. It has to be something we just will never know the 100% answer to. But I think that's, I think a thing that a lot of us don't do is we don't live enough. We worry about our demise, but not do enough with the life we have. 
Because this right. is everything like today is 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 only thing that's really guaranteed this moment. You don't have tomorrow. You don't have the past. Right. And a lot of people, I they promise. Yeah. They just obsess about like, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's when people get anxious about shit because you're worrying about something that you can't control. Yeah. Anxiety lives in the future. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, anxiety does live in the future. And I kind of I mean, and you don't know. You could sit here and say. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow, but tomorrow you might not have tomorrow. You just don't know it because, yeah. you know, you're like you said, like you're in this moment. But that's a great question. I love, you know, thinking about, you know, thinking about that. And I, I'm one of those people that have that, like, fear of the vastness of, you know, space. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid that we're going to, like, disappear or anything like that. But, like, just I can't fathom infinity. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, we're not just on like this rock in space, but we are. We're on yeah. a rock in space. And not only is it spinning like this and like also going like, you know, it's moving through infinity. Like the whole, like the entire thing, like where everything is moving through infinity. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's over there. Are we going to hit something? I don't know. I can't see it. Like, so that, like, that kind of stuff freaks me out. Like the ocean also freaks me out. I love the ocean. I will go to the beach any day of the week. I love it. It just freaks me out, like that we just don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. Like we haven't gone to the very, you know, we don't know all the creatures that still are there. The and more like it's, what's amazing is how they keep on like they'll discover a new deep ocean animal or fish right. or whatever. Like you know, I just saw one a couple of weeks ago. I was like, it looks scary as shit, you know. Like, and yeah. you got to think there's so, probably hundreds and hundreds of things down there. We have no idea are down there we have because no we can't get down there. there. Well, just right. think about what's on the beach because there had to be, I'm assuming, water there at one time. Yeah, yeah. Because I went to this one place. It's a there's a restaurant in the middle of the ocean, and when it's low tide, you can walk to the restaurant. But during when it's high tide, you have to take a boat to it. And so, like, people will go out during the day and, like, pick up the fish and squid and stuff like that and sell it, like, in the markets. The restaurant's called, like, The Rock. And, um, but just to think, like, how it does that during that daytime part. But, like, what about, like, millions of years ago or, you know, whenever before, you know, current people were around? Like, what kind of, like, like, I think, like, they always say, like, the beachfront property. Like I'm assuming at one time where the beach is at and where the ocean is at, that was probably where the water. Because you know, like even when the, the tides come in, it goes up to that part. So I guess if it's high enough, it will get it was there at one time, and then it started receding back. So I don't know. It's just weird, man. Like all this life we live and the stuff we don't yeah. know. You know, there's so much shit we don't know. Oh, I know, and like that. You know, the Science Channel, I mean, you want to have anxiety, just watch the Science Channel for one <laughs> yeah. whole day. Because, like, I did that one day, and I was like, this was the worst idea ever I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Because I was watching all this stuff, and these people were like, yeah, so in, like, 2024, an asteroid might hit uh, the Earth. And I was like, what? And I, yeah. I was like, why is nobody talking about this? And I was, like, crying. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> so I was, like, having a panic attack. And I'm like, nobody's talking. You know, but obviously, it was probably more like... Oh, we know it's there, but it's fine. So many miles away, like we don't think anything. And then we just watched just what I saw this happen like two weeks ago. Um, Dart, did you see this? Where they like shot a guess yeah. a missile into space last year, and then just now it like hit the asteroid 
that, to like knock it off course or whatever to see if it was going to work. And evidently it worked faster than they thought it would. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, y'all let's stop fucking with shit in space. Because like this, I was like, was this thing on track to like hit earth ever? And they were like, no. And I'm like, why are we shooting shit at it? This is like Armageddon about to happen. Because <laughs> something is going to hit earth soon. That's why they shot that thing at something that's not going right? to hit to see if this, this is, is going to work. Thinking. Yeah. This, that's this exactly what I'm thinking. I saw that. And that's exactly what I started thinking. I was like, okay, what motherfucking thing is coming towards us? Right. They I was to- like, why else would they be doing this unless <laughs> there is a reason? And so like, then I start panicking about that. Cause I'm like, now wait, well, they wouldn't just be doing this for fun. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. I they're just like, going to see if it works. Yeah. It's- so yeah. Like all these things that I'm like, cop, and, and the amount of things that we probably just don't know that's like covered up. Uh, that's going, know, yeah. The government or whatever. And, you know, God, man. whoever, all the, you know, companies like, who knows? Yeah, we're living, we're lucky to be alive. Absolutely. You know, it's, I, I can say it's, it's very rare to just be a human, you know, especially you Absolutely. compete against so many other sperm, you know. But yeah. to be here and, and not do something with it to me is just, is just fucking crazy. Right. You especially know? like, you know, and I've, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you got to find like, you know, what your passion is or what you're supposed to do. But a lot of times, you know, maybe that comes later in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been artists that have started painting when they're 84. Wow. I mean, you could still be an art, you know? Yeah. So I get it. It's like the V friends. I'm not going to hate on Gary V for doing art. I'm glad. I mean, it got people more into art. So how can I even be mad about that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even be mad about it because it opened up art and NFTs opened up art to a whole new like genre of people that probably weren't really interested in in that type of anything so i can't really you know discount any of you know all of the um you know promotion it's gotten so yeah. I think it's really good yeah and my other question is so I saw online one day these people were talking about like giving flowers to people while they're alive, like telling them that they appreciate them because most of us generally don't hear good shit about us, you know, yeah. unless it's like your birthday or somebody even mentioned maybe on your wedding. But generally it's like when you're dead, like at your funeral. And as far as we know, like I don't I've never been dead that I know of. Um, so I don't know what somebody's going to say about me. But is there anybody in your life or that you work with before or something that or somebody that like maybe just that gave inspiration to you that you could give appreciation to? Oh, absolutely. I um, one of my very big mentors was Judith Thompson. And she is she was an artist and she's actually uh, the artist that I took the class from after college that I uh, where she was like, you need to paint big. She was the one that told me that. And I think that she really had an impact on my life. And uh, she's in the Northern Virginia area, like Loudoun County um, towards up towards DC. And she paints um, like whimsical, fantastical portraits of women. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love her as a human. And like, I just think like she's just, I feel like she's very before her time. I think that she's going to be more, you know, I hope that she's more like, I hope people can like look her up. I think she's under ship Hill art. I can send it to you guys. I'll send you her stuff on there. It's under ship Hill art, but she was just one of like a person that I really loved um, in my life that like helped me through like a downtime for art. Does that make sense? Like Mm. where I didn't think I was going to be able to, or wanted to paint anymore. Cause I think all artists go through that thing where it's like, do I want to do this? I feel like it's just work and I just don't, I'm not happy, you know? So it's like one of those things where I think she helped me out of a rut. 
But um, as far as like people that I don't know personally, <laughs> I think that um, music's had a really big impact on my life too. I think that like just listening to different kind of bands, my brother's in a punk band. And so I think that listening to different genres of music have really opened my eyes to, you know, different art forms too. Cause I got to see a lot of art from artists that I probably wouldn't have seen had I not been like at punk rock shows. Mm. Right. Cause like, that's a totally different like brand of everything. So it's really cool to like go and, and see different forms of art or like go into a city and see like graffiti. I think, you know, and not, I don't know a lot of people are like, well, that's vandalism, but I'm not just talking about some kid with a spray painter, like a can being like, fuck you, like on the wall or whatever. But you know, like people that genuinely go and like do tags that are, they're very immaculate and just, you know, the time and energy they've put into this. Yeah. Our form like, so, yeah, I really, you know, I just try to take little things from lessons that I've had that happen as I go. So as I look back on stuff, I always try to, like, you know, look for a lesson or a learned something through any of my experiences. Um, but, yeah, so there's so many people that I look up to. It's hard to, like, narrow that down into, you know, words. But yeah. I know Judith has been a huge person for me and i know there's like famous artists and stuff i could mention like ashley longshore i love her work i think she really kind of showed um that you can just like she was just the marketing genius i feel like ashley longshore is like marketing genius because i was like who the hell is ashley longshore all these people were talking about and i looked her up and i was like oh my god she's this artist and she just did all this amazing things and really popped off because she marketed herself appropriately on instagram and I love that. I feel like that's a thing. I think the internet's great for that. So, you know, stuff like that. But I have to ask you all the same thing. Like who do you all have anybody that's like super inspired you? As far as inspired uh, you to do like, well, what inspired you to like start a podcast and just like start doing a podcast? Cause I think it's really cool that what I love about your all's podcast, because I like looked it up before I did it. I was like, you interview everybody. So you don't have like, I'm only going to interview, you know, X, Y, Z sports. You know, I'm not just going to, you know, interview sports people or, you know, I think that it's great that you have such a variety. You show real humans and that's what I like. Yeah. When we had a, uh, we were going to Tunica, which is um, like a small version of Vegas here. And we were going to one of the casinos. And I think we we're going to a fight, actually. They have fights down there. My buddy used to put on fights. And we were driving, and we were just having a conversation. And this is probably like 2017 or something. I've been listening to podcasts maybe since like 2009, 2010, I would say. And I was like, uh, this could be a podcast. Just, you know, we were just having bullshit conversation. It was just talking, you know. And I had a friend of mine, and he was like, hey, man. He used to live here. Then he moved to Florida. And he's like, hey, man, we should start a podcast. And I was like, you know, I thought about it. I was like, okay, let's do it. And I had no idea how to do it. He had no idea how to do it. And uh, he said his neighbor had one and nothing ever came out of it. <laughs> and so then he, I love the guy, but he he moved back here, right? And he's like, man, you remember we were talking about the podcast? He's like, yeah. I was like, let's, he's like, let's do it. I was like, all right, we're going to do it on Sunday. We're going to. Because at first he was like, we can just talk on the phone and like just have a conversation and just listen to it ourselves and see if it's good enough or whatever. Yeah. And 
his idea, he wanted to like do more of like a pitting against each other. Like we would have like opposing views and I don't want, I, I'm not into that. I don't want to like, just because I don't agree with somebody, I'm not going to challenge them. Yeah. Like that's right. not just who I am as a person because the, you generally don't win a, a conversation by like divisiveness in my opinion. I mean, right. I guess it's sexy where people want to watch it, but that's just not me, you know? And so he ended up not even coming over that day. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck it, man. Like I went on, um, I went on Amazon well, at first I had bought this little dinky recorder. I need to post it, but it was like this little recorder I bought on Amazon originally, maybe for like 40 bucks or something. And I never even used it. I still have it, though. But so then I bought like a, a really decent recorder and some microphones. And uh, I have a friend of mine. His wife has a podcast. And so I asked him some questions. And everything else I just did on YouTube. I just found it on YouTube and then just started uh, uploading but, um, yeah, it all started just because of that conversation in the car that day. And like I said, listening to other people just talk. Like, I lived in, like, Rogan and, like, Mike Dolce had a podcast I used to listen to a lot back in the day. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, Bob, some of, like, comedy podcasts. Um, but, yeah, that's how it all started was just that one conversation in the car. Well, yeah, that's great. I just – I really love that you all have, like, all different kinds of people. So it's not just, like, tailored to, like, one – you know, yeah, but I always like say genre. like, yeah, I always say that everybody has a story to tell. And yeah. like, if you talk to somebody, you can learn, like, I, since we've been doing this, I realize I don't know anything. Like when you talk to somebody that knows a lot about something, like I didn't know about the color thing until you said that today, yeah. like where the, you don't like, like, what do you say? Like, uh, you can mix the colors on the board. Yeah. And like it, it does like it doesn't just dry. Like I didn't fucking know that. But like <laughs> yeah. like I'm saying, there's so much shit we don't know. And then when you listen to somebody, you know, and just let them talk and, and not, you know, always have something to say when they're talking, you can learn a lot of shit. And this has been a good tool for that. Cause originally the name Link Up was supposed to be an app. Like I was gonna do an app where people could um if they went to a new city or like in their own town, like looking for shit to do. Cause I always, always hear about something after the fact, I'm like, how come I, I live yeah. here and how do I not know this is going on? And then one day I was like, oh, I think I need to create something. And then I was like, what kind of name can I use? And I was like, well, like, like people say like, like let's link up. And I was like, oh, let me try to get a weird way to spell it. Cause I always had an ego thing where I wanted to be somebody that created the name. Or like create a spelling of something because when I googled, there was no you couldn't find link up. It was like no results, and so I was like, okay, that's what I was going to do. And like I said, I was I've been paying for the hosting of the website and for um, I've always had the social media stuff. And so like when I decided to do the podcast, I was like, well, I'm I'm already paying for this shit. I might as well use it, right? And technically, we are linking up with people, you know, having conversations. So it kind of came back full circle with the name. Yeah. No. I I love it. I think it was great. So I think I just think I'm like very I know everybody always talks about oh, we should do a podcast. But like uh, you all were the first podcast that ever reached out to me to be on. And I was like, uh, amazing. But I would <laughs> definitely like do them again. Um, yeah. But I'm so happy that you all reached out to me because I was like so excited. I like immediately ran in. I was like, well, first of all, it's the spam because, you know, it immediately went to my spam folder because I had to go. Oh, to, yeah. I scanned through those because Instagram. But I was like so excited because I was like, yay, I would love to do this because it's all it's something I haven't done. So yeah. that's another thing because I was like, oh, something new. Let's do it. I'm down even. <laughs> so let's do that. But I'm really glad that you all decided to start it. And then because like uh, if you hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to be on it. Yeah. like we, <laughs> I, always, I, forget, oh, sorry. I always forget. Like when I told him, I was like, hey, 
I need you to start reaching out to people because we used to do it just just us together. And it was kind of a struggle in the very beginning because I asked him a question and he'd be like, sure. And I was like, <laughs> what? like I was like, dude, it's it's a conversation, man. You have to go back and forth. And I was like, elaborate. Yeah, I was like, please, <laughs> like, just find people, man. Like, we can't always well, just have our friends on here. I'm being honest. Like, when we first started doing it, it was really, really nerve-wracking on my for, for me. Because, like, he was like, all right, we got to record. You know, we got to record. Get you, where, you know, I, in my bedroom, whatever, you know, watching TV or whatever, dicking around. And, like, he's like, dude, we need to record. I'm off work. This is when he was getting off late, too. And yeah. I was like, all right, so... I come out of here and like, you know, we start bullshitting and then like, I'm just like sweating bullets under my hoodie. Cause I don't know, you know, I'm like scared and stuff. And, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And like, you know, like, but I mean, it's just talking. No, no, I, I mean, don't know. We've uh, yeah, had, we've yeah, almost we're, talked for like three hours. Just yeah. Right now. See now, so like now I can, I'm, I'm decent at it, you know, but like in the beginning, I mean, I'll be honest with I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, like, but like, I've gotten, I've gotten much better than I used to be. Well, I think y'all are doing a great job. Thank I you. always hate to hear my voice. I hate to hear my voice. So I don't I know if to, I'm going to listen back to this. Like, I, I feel like hate. that's my thing. I told my brother and everybody, I was like, I'm, be, I'm doing this podcast, but I don't know if I'll listen to it because I don't like to hear my voice. Even on like TikToks or Instagram, I hate hearing my voice. Yeah. It's so weird. I'm one of those people. Well, and then right. sometimes I'll reach out to people on Instagram or like TikTok or wherever and like, they're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I can probably do that. Let me send it to, let me talk to the, the guy because he's usually a manager or handling an account or something, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, he said, he said he'll do it, but uh, he wants, to, he wants a list of questions. I'm like, that's not how we do it. Like, we just have a conversation with you. Like, yeah. you we just talk, you know, what's going on. Like, we just have a regular conversation. Like, we, we're sitting at Olive Garden eating dinner or something, just having fun yeah. talking to each other. Like, I don't I have. I think that makes it more fun. Yeah, I was like, I don't fun. have a set of questions. But obviously, we're going to talk about his job because that's, right. you know, and that's what's leading me to your page. Um, you know, outside of that, like, we just have fun, have a good time. And just yeah, flow. Yeah. If it flows, it yeah. flows. If it doesn't, it'll be a short episode. You know, like right. you know, right. that, 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 that's it. He's like, okay, I'll let him know that. And then most of the times, well, not most of the times, but sometimes they're like, all right, cool, that will work. Let's set it up. You know, and I'll give him some dates. And then, and sometimes they just don't ever respond back to me when I'm like, you know, when I say that, like, oh, we yeah. we don't have like a structured question format. Like, you know, what's your favorite color? Do you have a dog? <laughs> Do you like you yeah, know? Right. Do you like well, the sun? Every person is different, yeah, because every person's different. So you don't really know if those questions are going to like convey correct, appropriate. You're right. To yeah, you they and they, or whatever. So like, I and then when they do respond to me and we set it up, I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, I appreciate you coming back because I really thought you were going to say no after this. You know, like it was yeah. you asked a question. Question. I think some people probably get nervous um, if they don't have a script, and then some people get in trouble when they don't have a script. We've heard of a lot of people that have gone on podcasts or just stuff online where they'll just get too comfortable and then they'll reveal their true self. Cause a lot of times like people are guarded. It's kind of yeah. like we're talking about social media. They curate their feed. Like they curate their reality, mm-hmm. like what they want people to see. And if you get to the point where you can get people to drop their guard down, then they might say something that gets them in trouble. So All right. that's why, what like I, I think like the Stephen Colbert's and like Jimmy Kimmel's, they have those, you know, preform, uh, interviews where they're already going to know what they're going to ask the person before they go into it. Right. Cause it's like, what do they say? Never don't meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't meet your heroes. Cause you may not, they may not be what you thought they were. <laughs> but like, you know, even like the Disney. voice thing, like I, I've always hated my voice, but like 
now I'm just so used to hearing it. Like, cause when I do the editing and like even having yeah. the headphones on, I just like, fuck it, man. But, yeah. um, what, oh, so the other thing is, uh, what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? My advice for, I guess just for all other artists is don't worry about what I'm doing and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just do your work. Like, or just do your art, do what you want to do. If you want to try something new, try it. If you want to paint with oil paint, try it. If you don't like it, then don't do it anymore. I think that, um, you know, I guess like if what you're doing isn't working, just don't do it anymore. (laughs) So I think that a lot of times people get scared because now with social media for me, I think a lot of people, um, I think back to me being in college in art, in art class in college, like going to art school and majoring in that if social media were, prevalent when I was in college and I had access to all the shit that I see all the time. Cause there are 16 and 17 year old artists that draw realism better than I ever have in my entire artistic career. And it's baffling to me because I think those people are, they're amazing. I think it's awesome. And so if I had access to all of that now, I just think to myself, how, like, would I be different? Would it be guarded? Because I think for me growing up when I did, you know, I didn't really have all that social pressure. And I think that if, you know, they would just, you know, any young artists or even older artists, just artists in general, if you just forget about worrying about everybody else and how they're posting and what they're doing and just do what you want to do, you'll find your people. Mm. You just have to continue to do what you want to do instead of trying to cater to other people because that's what they want to see like i know not everybody wants to see skeletons skulls and crossbones great but like just scroll on bro yeah. like you don't have to so i think it's really like my my big thing is like if what you're doing isn't working don't do it anymore just like if you don't like what you're painting then try something new do something else if you want to keep doing it just push through and keep doing it i don't think um there's no rules in art and that's what i love that there's no rules that you just don't have the boundaries that you do in like a corporate situation setting. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just, there's no bounds. If you can imagine it and you can shoot it out, I say shoot it out of your arm. Like it's art, like, right. But like, just do you like, it's so hard to sit down and tell somebody like, don't worry about everybody when it's always in your face. Mm. So, um, I think that as like a young, a young artist coming up, I always feel like I need to say something like, don't worry about, you know, this other person just do what you're doing. Cause if you worry, if you spend your time worrying about this person over here or whatever it is they're doing, or if somebody said something shitty to you online, if you keep worrying about that in the background, you're never going to get over the hump that you need to get over to learn and continue on. Yeah. So I think it's just really like about a learning process. So, and everybody learns differently. And I think that people forget that, that a different setting sometimes is better for a different person then whatever works for me is not going to work for somebody else. So I think it's just learning who you are as a person first, I think, to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. That's but, awesome. What advice was that right question there. Yeah. Um, Thank you. What uh, mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Ooh, I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> that's a really hard one because I don't feel like I'm not like doing the Nobel prize. Like I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. the Nobel prize award winning things. Um, I really just hope that I leave a mark that like people are, you know, I want more people to be interested in art. I want more people to, 
you know, because I think a lot of times, even with like the people that I know, they don't understand. They're like, what am I supposed to get out of going to this gallery and standing in silence and sitting and looking at this? Like, what what am I trying to understand? Because I don't understand it. I'm like, well, it's not always about understanding the art. It's just about maybe connecting with what you're looking at. And like different artists will help you connect with different things. So like maybe abstract painting is not your thing. And that's not what you want to look at. But somebody else might look at that and be like, this is everything I've wanted because it reminds me of or it's an, a, a nostalgia situation or it, you know, they have a connection with that artist or the feeling that they get when they see the art. So because it's so subjective, because I think a lot of people, they forget they're like, I just don't want to go through this gallery because it's so boring. Right. <laughs> like who else wants to go stand and look at this for 40 minutes? And I'm like, I will like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know, you just don't know because you have to kind of like flow through with the artist and sometimes it is hard to do that if you are at a gallery where you're not seeing multiple things by the same artist do you know what i mean like you're not seeing their progression or you're not seeing all of their work at once you're seeing like here's a room with like one van gogh and then here's a room with like one picasso or one georgia o'keefe or one you know whatever yeah instead of seeing everything as like their whole career or their progression. So I think it's, you know, I think that's just something to always, you know, think about where it's like, it, it might not be for you to connect with that one. Maybe there's another piece of art somewhere else that you will connect with or somebody else's art form. Maybe painting's not for you. Maybe you want, maybe you go somewhere in Vegas and see like a welding thing and you see a sculpture and you're like, Oh, I fucking love sculpture now. Maybe I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would hope that like I left on the world is just like, for people to kind of like think outside the box and maybe not just look at art as canvas on, mm. you know, in a gallery. Like I want you to look at it. Like I want people to see, you know, it, it's your cereal box. It's your, it's your branding on your, <laughs> on like your favorite rice aroni. Like, I don't know, whatever, but you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily tie art to that you really kind of go back to the beginning and you realize even if you're reading a book, the book has artwork on the front of it. Yeah, true. I mean, an artist probably made that. So yeah, just how art really affects you, even though they're like, I'm not interested in art. But I mean, but are you? You play video games? Cause you yeah, yeah, for <laughs> like, real. Did you ever see The End? This is The, the end. end. I think it's called This is The End. It has like uh, Jonah Hill, uh, Seth Rogen. James Franco. Oh, I don't think I watched that. <laughs> There's a clip. But that I sounds to, like a cast that I would want. Yeah, I had to find the clip, but it's like James Franco's like asked this one guy. He's like, "Do you like this art?" And he's like, ah, "It's okay." He's like, "Do you like you said?" He's like, "Do you like video games? Do you like this?" He's like, "I have to find the clip. I don't want to butcher, but it's basically like what you said. I mean, everything is art when you look at it because like a mm-hmm. car is art. Um, Got yeah. designed. Yeah, I mean, Drawn. furniture is art. Out. Yeah, yeah." You know, because I went to when, the two people you mentioned, like I went to the I went to Picasso Museum uh, where they show like from beginning to end of all his stuff. And like when you look at the very beginning stuff and then the stuff in the middle and the stuff at the end, it's like you can see like a huge growth in the guy. And then I went to that uh, Van Gogh immersive thing that they had here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And that was like that guy I didn't realize he did so much shit. Like yeah, all these artists, it's like, an experience. It is, dude. Yeah. It's so wild that all the stuff that these people do, man. But yeah, yeah, art is beautiful to me, man. Like I, I always loved art growing up, and like I told Matt on the last uh, Matt Tam, uh, the Seven Name Creations. I was like, yeah, I used to love art, but then I had his shitty teacher, man. And she just oh, really thanks. destroyed. Ah. 
my uh, passion for it. But I always appreciate, like, I have art everywhere. Like I said, I have a, I found this guy, his name is Greg Overton. I have a bunch of his prints in the house. Um, But yeah, it's just, I just love, I mean, it just brings me joy. Like, so what you guys do is changing people's outlook on shit and making them happy. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, I mean, that's definitely a mark. Because like I said, something that man created or you created uh, brings people joy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I mean, awesome yeah, if you, you think about that. it, like how how would we know like any of the things that we know, like a lot of times people found cave paintings. Yeah, and that, that's what it acknowledged. Like, how did they know what was what? And it's because, you know, somebody drew it and like people just don't think how like art really affects their everyday life. And, you know, like the color schemes and all of that, because I consider art like all different types of art, not just painting, not just, you know, digital art or anything. I think like, you know, if you're welding, creating sculptures if you're, you know, doing murals, anything, if you're doing like book covers, if you're designing a car, because, you know, people, you have to draw it out first before mm-hmm. you just start throwing shit Next. together. It's not going to yeah. work. So like you really have these people that are the creatives behind every single thing. I mean, any TV show you watch, any, you know, video game you play, anything like that. It's like all of art form. And I just think it's really important to realize how much weight it really holds, because I think a lot of times people are like, well, Oh, don't be an artist because you can't really make money. And I'm like, well, it's not always about the money for everybody. It's mm-hmm. really about being happy and doing something you want to yeah. do. And, you know, finding that, you know, purpose and finding your, you know, passion for something that's not, you know, because I think people get confused that like when you're like, oh, having a passion for something, you just have to love it. And I'm like, not necessarily, because passion is not necessarily like I mean, it could be exhausting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just suffer through it, but it's, uh, st- you still love it. You might not paint every single day, but you could do something creative every single day. So that's what I try to do. I always try to do like one creative thing a day, whether it was at work or if I do it with, like a personal, like a painting or whatever, I just do one creative thing, write something down, you know, draw something, make a logo, whatever. Yeah. So that is really cool. That is really yeah. cool. Like I said, I appreciate you uh, answering his DM. Like I said, I didn't think about this. Um, so we had a lady, she's a bodybuilder on here, and she said, like, she generally doesn't go into her secondary box because there's a lot of dick pics and stuff in there. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know why guys are doing that in the first place, but like I said, I appreciate you brave enough to open up your DMs and, <laughs> yeah. and then open up his DM. And then, like, you know, that now we're here right now. Because yeah, like I said, thank I just, you so much. You know, it's just you didn't have to even open it or, you know, take time out of your day to reply or even do this, you know, time out of your day today to do this. So I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you all reaching out to me. I'm glad that you did. And and you were my very first podcast. So I will make sure to <clears throat> I did tell a few people I was doing it, but I'll make sure. I, I don't know. When do you all post? Do you post the same day or every no. Tuesday and Friday? <clears throat> at okay, 12 so Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, so I, I'll just go ahead and do a thing. Yeah. And I'll send it out and say, I was on a podcast. Listen to your girl. <laughs> I'll talk about some weird shit and then some art and some more weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so where can everybody yeah. find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram as at Farrah Monday, one word. And then um, I'm at Farrah Monday on all social media except for Facebook. And it's because somebody stole my handle and they use it as like a it looks like they just use it as like a gaming, like they just play like 
Farmville or whatever. Oh, really? <laughs> but I tried, but I tried to like get my name back, and they wouldn't give me the name back. It's they not you. Took my name, and so I had to add art on the end of it. So it's Fair Monday Art on Facebook, but everything else is at Fair Monday. But Facebook was like not even trying to help me get my name back. I'm like, bro, they stole my name. That's me. I'm wow. me. You told you stole it. It's mine. But they, yeah. Facebook doesn't give a shit. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Mark Zuckerberg gives no shit. Somebody stole my name. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> so, he's a machine, anyways. <laughs> fucking cyborg. I mean, right? He he is one of those people, the, like the Kardashians, where I looked and I was like, "Is that the same guy? Like, what's yeah. happening? He doesn't even look like the same person oh, that he did man. when he started that. He just looks like a." What did they say? Like, I'll go back to my crypto. Like, who are they, the lizard people? That all the people think that are. <laughs> He's like real. Data Again. from fucking Star Trek. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, he really he is. He, he, yeah. I used to watch. Oh my God. And he, he has like the same Data. tone, cuss, like skin color tone as him, too, and everything. I'm like, God bless, man. Like, I saw that he's getting into fighting now, though. I what? guess he's trying to be like maybe he's trying to become more um, normal, relatable. Because, you know, like oh, yeah. Elon was kind of like that, like kind of robotic. And then he went on Rogan and he's gone like on some other podcast and like become like even like with his Twitter, he tries to troll people a lot. So maybe these billionaires like I think Jeff Bezos is kind of like that, too. Like, you know, he's Jack now. He's like muscular. So <laughs> I guess they see that these other guys are doing this and they want to be like maybe they want the fame that comes along with that, too. I don't know. I know right. they're rich, but maybe they want to be the cool guy at the party because from what the I don't know how accurate the social network movie was but that was seemed like one of the things that mark zuckerberg lacked was the coolness factor right and so maybe now he wants to be the cool rich billionaire like tony stark but oh yeah i don't know maybe i mean you can buy friends when you got billions of dollars yeah hey you be my friend you be my friend you be my friend you don't actually need real friends they'll just you know yeah. yeah. Have a billion dollar. I call I call um Jeff Bezos. I call him Daddy Daddy Bezos. That's what I call Amazon. <laughs> so whenever I order something from Amazon, I'm like, Daddy Bezos will send it. Don't worry, because I'm like, my God, he owns like everything. Oh, yeah, man, that I can't even again. Over. Like I can't fathom having like this much, like that much money slash power. Just an insane. I can't imagine having that. That's beyond of. fuck you money. I don't even know what that, you call right? that. That's just like. You own the world money. It's just yeah. literally just do whatever you want. It's just crazy to me. Can't fathom it. Can't fathom it. That's, I feel like people are like, I want fame. And I'm like, but do you? Because mm. yeah. all of a sudden they all look like lizard people. <laughs> and I don't even believe in lizard people. And these people are looking like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. What's yeah, going shit. on? Just tired, I guess. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, well. Did you have or, a question or something? Mm-mm. Oh, that's true. About to say something. Well, like I said, I appreciate. Oh your time. wait, I oh. did. I was gonna ask her if she went to the Van Gogh thing. We came. I did go to yeah, Van Gogh thing, but then we just talked about it. That's it, why. Yeah, yeah, it was here. It came here in Charlotte. You know, I'm in North Carolina, so uh, it came to Charlotte, and we went. And it was, um, it was a very, it was an immersive experience. So it was. Was good. it just was one like room at yours, or was it multiple rooms? It was like one very large room, and it had multiple sections okay. so like i could have gone and like um i guess what we what i didn't realize is i knew it was 30 minutes but like when we went in they give you a time but what was weird is like we came in because we were early mm-hmm. and we caught the end of the first uh, one okay so like and so i didn't realize this either like you could have stayed and watched it multiple times yeah. if you wanted to but like however many times you want to but it was um i think the immersive experience makes it very uh it's really good it's like a very it's almost an emotional experience i mm-hmm. guess when you go see that i don't know 
Uh, I know Tony, you said you watched it. Yeah. Or you went to it. It's, it's, it's an emotional experience because it makes it so, you know, vivid and, you know, visually pleasing. So I didn't know he had a brother. Right. Like the things you didn't know. Yeah. I always heard about the ear. Like that's the only thing I really knew about him was the ear. Yeah. But uh, I like how they had those picture frames up. Like when you walk, I assume it'd be Mm -hmm. the same thing at yours. It was cool. Like I said, it was different. Uh, My buddy at Nick had told me, I think he saw it like in Chicago or maybe Atlanta or something like that. And then it finally came here because they had had it over at Graceland. Graceland has like this big uh, uh, performance art type place now where they they have like a recording studio and like... uh, like soundstage or something. And that's yeah. where it was at, but it was, I'm glad I went. It was cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a fun immersive experience. I hope that they start doing that with multiple artists instead of just, you know, Dolly. I'm hoping that because or not Dolly, but um, Van Gogh, I hope they do it with like Dolly and, you know, they could do it with Picasso or anybody, any big names, any big names, just pull them out of the air. <laughs> so who were like your top five favorite artists of all time? Oh my God. Of all time. That's like so hard. I really love Georgia O'Keefe. She's probably like one of my top people that I love. She was just so, I think, ahead of her time. And, you know, she started painting like flowers and all of that. But then she also like when she moved to uh, the desert, she would start painting like skulls and crossbones and all that stuff. And I thought it was really cool that she kind of ventured out of her comfort zone from like flowers to, you know, like she went from like live things to like death things. And I like, I love seeing that, but I can, to be honest with you, I can't really tell you top five because new artists pop up all the time that I find mm-hmm. now that I can't, it's so hard for me to choose yeah. favorite, favorite. Cause there's just so many, I love all different styles of art. I love all different types of art. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think the old, the people who, you know, paved the way for artists to be artists. Now they're all super still relevant. You can see it like Andy Warhol, just phenomenal shit. Like he just completely created a brand new genre of like pop art and all that. Just amazing. And so it's like carried over, you mm-hmm. know, so uh, there's so many aspects of that that I see in other people's work. Uh, I know I mentioned Ashley Longshore earlier. I just love her. So I think she's just wide fucking open and that's why I love her. She's just like, she just, she doesn't have like the filter, you know, she's not giving two shits about what anybody else says. Like she just does whatever she wants and says what she wants. And I love it. And she just paints whatever she wants. She's like, well, I don't fucking care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm like, great. <laughs> like, You know, but there's also like, there's just artists. All, I love Stuart Sample. I think he's wonderful. He creates paint actually, but he's also an artist, but he was the one that got in the argument with Anish Kapoor about, um, the black color, the blackest black. Then he made a blackest black new paint color. And oh, really? That's a whole nother, like, I feel like that's a whole nother podcast that we could actually <laughs> do. You got to look that up. It's Stuart Sample through Culture Hustle. He, I buy a lot of paint from him. And um, this guy tried to basically copyright this color black and would not let anybody else use it. And Stuart was like, bro, that's a color. Like, you can't keep yeah. color from the people what the hell are you talking about like it art's for everybody like the color should be for everybody and he was like not trying to share it so Stuart was like all right fuck you i'm just gonna make my own my own colors and then you can't <laughs> so That's he awesome. started this whole thing where like he made these different paint colors and he was like and you literally can go to his website and buy the paint and it makes you check a box 
I am not Anish Kapoor. And I was like, <laughs> what? So, like, if you didn't oh, check awesome. the box, you couldn't check out. Yeah, so, like, wow. that's how serious it was in the art world. That is so cool. And I was like, it was like this black, I can't remember what the color was called. I believe it was a color black, but... um now he's come out with the blackest black and black 3.0 black 2.0 which is like the darkest black that you can get it's not like an actual you know shiny black it's a matte black and Mm -hmm. it just makes it look like things there's like a hole in the floor it's crazy it's crazy and i actually just bought some and i'm going to do a painting with them Um, i've got some really creepy well treckle always has these so I've got like they look like a oh yeah like you know, oh tombstone. Cool. yeah so it's totally I'm gonna cool. like paint like use the blackest black off like the tombstone things so yeah but yeah just sh- there's just so many artists that I like look up to that I just think you know, shit like that happens and I'm like well now you're on my top five so I can't like <laughs> <laughs> I can't like you know just yeah. narrow it down to like five because it, it's forever changing and I think that might be how it should be but. That's legit right yeah. there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up some of these people that you mentioned because I didn't know. Oh, I'll send I'll names. send you all the link. I'll send it through. I don't I don't think I found you, Tony, on Instagram, but I'll find you and we can send it. It's Lanair. Um I'll I'll uh send the profile. Yeah, I can send all that to you guys. I'll send it okay. to the linked linked up. I'll I'll send it through that. But he's uh he's wonderful. I think he's a great human, but it's it's a funny story. So I was like, that's a legit story, bro. Like I hope. <laughs> you are not uh, Anish Kapoor. <laughs> you, uh, you are not. You have to check the box. This is, I am not Anish Kapoor. And I'm like, I am definitely not that person. That's <laughs> so like, great. It was like this whole thing where they were like back and forth with like the whole fuck you. And I was like, you know, can't even get me mad about it because I get it. So, but I really appreciate you all having me on here today. It has been so much fun. No, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for fun. coming. And like I said, maybe absolutely. we can do it again. We can talk some oh, more about actual art. Absolutely. Oh, no, I feel like, well, we got a lot of art in there and a lot yeah, of other sure. stuff, too. So, yeah, I'm happy to co- always come back on, too. Y'all just let me know. If you need to fill a spot, let me know. Okay. It right. might be available. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we definitely appreciate you. It's Thank been you. A good time. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys, and I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. All right, you, you too. too. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.